No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Welcome to 
what episode is it? Oh, yeah, 26 is, Halfway point. is the episode. And, yes, feel free to adjust your volumes uh, for your individual needs, wants, and desires. It's Beard Talk Live. Welcome. Uh, I am in chair one. I am Captain Kickass. You are? In, I, I don't know the number of my chair. I think it's two. I think it's two, too. Although, actually, I think you that might be two and you might be three, two. but I always go the wrong way around yeah. the circle. Well, that's how Ian generally does it, too. So I, Yeah, I passed the duchy on the left-hand side. Pass the duchy on the left-hand side. Yep. Anyway, I am nobody, the nobody fr- formerly known as Rich Paul. Very well. And you are? Peakless Mountaineer. What chair are you in? I'm in this chair. All right, very good. Is it a working chair? It is. I had an experience with that recently where I broke a chair. Or at least one broke out from under me, and nothing makes you feel like more of a fat ass than when you sit in a chair and it breaks, right? Now I'd been sitting in it for probably an hour, hour and a half already by the time it, you know, it actually collapsed, but... You know, uh, it was a uh, a hilarious. If you moment. sat on me for an hour and a half, I might die too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. You you tell no lies. <laughs> now this one will probably be setting a booby trap because it just randomly catches and then lets you go. See, but I was setting those over. things for a while. I, I didn't I, catch any boobies. Where do I start the petition? I was going to say, where do I start the petition to have? that name altered right because the net results are never trapped boobies mm. well funny how that thing's uh but shifted remember I've, the boob I've, tube mm-hmm. i mean that came about in your generation it was called the boob tube right my generation. no that no? was uh when was I that? that was before me yeah i was probably 50s or 60s ah but yeah so boob tube yeah. youtube and a booby trap was someone who it was an idiot. Mm. Like, it was the idiot box, right? It still is. Well, yeah. it <laughs> does induce alpha wave uh, brain states that are similar to hypnosis. Mm. That's actually something I've I've noticed. My, it's called uh, programming for a reason, yeah. Go right. Ahead. My um, Most of the woke people that I know, and when I say woke, I'm meaning the... Uh, that I don't mean like aggressively hateful toward white people. I mean uh, people who know that like they're lying to us about nine eleven. That that's what we mm. used to mean when we uh, said whoa. I, yeah, I that's use red pilled now. Yeah, I use yeah. A, awake uh, is the word that I use. Like you're you're awake. Uh, I don't use woke. Uh, but you're right. It it was co opted. Yeah, I, I still remember the totally uh, co opted. The the freedom movement was talking about your awakening. Are you woke yet? Right, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, it became urban culture. Hmm. And I'm like, how did that happen? Hmm. Yeah, I, well, I, I wonder like, if that kind of thing is intentional. Well, I like the I like the fact that a movie reference has become that much of a uh, part of the culture. That red pilled is a way mm-hmm. of saying, I am aware that there is a narrative that I'm being fed in the media. Yeah, Like, this yeah. is a carefully constructed narrative mm-hmm. to keep the worst of people in the greatest of power. I always thought that the, the Matrix was a metaphor for, you know, this this world we live in where oh, everything is, is yeah, fake. Absolutely. Everything right? is yeah. a simulation. Right. Yes. Well, and here's the thing. The way that they really castrated the concept... In the original version of the Matrix, human beings weren't the batteries 
They were producing the world. They were the processors for, for the machines. The thing is that they, they found the best way to do processing was, was to use the human beings, brain. Which makes sense because yeah. we're terrible sources of energy. I mean, I but think we're incredible computers. I I understand what you're saying, that it was different, and to me that's a much better concept, especially from oh, a yeah. from a science fiction perspective. But that being said, when I saw the the movie Matrix One, like the battery analogy hit home. Like as soon as the big reveal, and he's like, "Oh, he's in a thing. Oh, they've got him. Pl- oh, they've got a, a a million of them, and they're oh, they're generating power, right? You know." And it kind and of makes the metaphor better because we don't make the decisions for the government, right? But they do steal their energy from, from us, us yeah. through taxation. Right. Absolutely, right? We are their power source. Mm-hmm. So the metaphor is definitely there, but. The thing that was beautiful about it was that it empowers you with the knowledge of how th- how shit actually works is you are projecting a universe into objective reality. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, so is everyone else. And there is an objective reality that this is being projected to, but you are creating a world. You are the thing that generates the very illusion that is holding you in the matrix. Uh, hold that thought. Uh, 603-283-6160. This is a call-in program. If you want to call and chat with us or uh, you know, disagree with us or correct us or add to the, whatever we're talking about, that is the phone number that you need, 603-283-6160. Uh, but yeah, we oh. are their power source metaphorically. Yes. But we are also literally generating our own prison. Yeah. One of the things that the whole government lockdown COVID reaction thing really hit home was like it used to be we were afraid of the government building prisons to put more of us in because they're running out, right? They're running out of room. The U.S. imprisons more people than anywhere else has ever imprisoned people in all of Earth's history. Uh, but I think that this whole COVID thing they tried was revelatory to them in so much as that it illustrated to me how much we are prisoners in our own homes. Right. Because of all the, the taxation, because of the threats, because they're there, they're claiming monopoly on the initiation of violence and a whole bunch of other things that should be being provided by market things. Right, water and sewer. There's no reason for that to be private. Sorry, right? Uh, just no reason for it at all. Uh, and so you you can just Wait, check. There's no reason for it to be private. I'm sorry, to be uh, public. It okay. should be private. It should be a free market entity, right? The acquisition and delivery of water and the removal and treatment of household waste. That should be a market thing, right? Mm. We're we're not in the dark ages, right? It maybe there was a time when it was necessary for that to be centralized. Not anymore. Right. Let's let the market in there. Let's give people uh, lower utility bills because technology will increase exponentially as soon as the state gets the fuck out of the way and lets the market do its thing. Mm-hmm. So we've got all these, you know, rises in energy prices and stuff. Let's let the market do its thing and allow consumers to move fucking forward. Can we? Right. But if you want people in Flint to be able to opt out of their lead-infested water. Right, yeah. Gee, yeah. that's awful. You must be a racist. Yeah, what a horrible yeah. person I am to want people to, you know, get 
water delivered to them in any way they see fit by a private entity at a reasonable cost. Mm, no doubt. The arrogance to say, I will tell you who can and cannot give you water. I'm such a horrible person. Mm. Seriously. <laughs> but the thing is, we're the ones that give authority to this. and Yeah, humans. I think we're the ones who don't give authority well, to it. Well, no, we still have to. Like, it, the thing is, we're all in this mess together. Like, even when you have Whoa. freed yourself to a higher point than most from Isn't that the, what they said the, during COVID? In, the, we're all in this together. Industry. Isn't that what they said during COVID? It's also what they said in Brazil. Did oh, you ever well, see that movie? I did, yeah. Ah, I love that movie. We're all in this together, though. Well, it was like something they said uh, during the, the vaccine. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. The, the media bombardment. That was one of the like largest advertising campaigns ever in Earth's history was for the COVID vaccines. Well, the fact that we are still paying these monsters hmm. means that we are still paying these monsters. We are still contributing to all of the death and destruction that is happening. And at the moment, we just, I mean, there's no practical way around that. And that's the way that yeah, we I mean, are in this together is that until enough people are convinced that number one, this is not necessary. And number two, this is actually the problem. Until enough people reach that point, well, guess what? I still exist in a world where there's enough people with the false authority to tell me, you better give me money or I'm going to kidnap you. And you better let me kidnap you or I'll fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. And until enough people realize those two things, yes. I'm still going to have to, you know, answer to the masters of Visa, Car- Visa and MasterCard and all of these jailers. Well, at least MasterCard doesn't hide it, right? MasterCard, right? Mm. <laughs> it's in the name, man. Yep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Visa, uh. which means sight. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they that was Vista. Oh. I thought Vista's view. Right? Okay. Well, vision. It's all it's all the same root. Or am I just thinking about a bad mm. place in a Vista view something? Yeah. Yeah, see, I always thought the name of Visa card was uh, came from the same place as the visa that you get to enter a country, like permission. Per- yeah, something like that. Mm. If only there were a box. Yeah. If only there were a device in which we could access the sum total of mankind's knowledge by using a uh, a mechanism that searches uh, words commonly surrounded by mm. the topic that we're discussing. If only. Somebody could, not nobody, if only somebody <laughs> could invent such a device, why, it could be earth-changing. It could. As a matter of fact, we would still have the problem of trusting uh, online etymology dictionary, for example, uh, when it says it comes from official signature or endorsement, mm. which is from verified paper, which is from Latin videre to see. Proto-Indo-European to see. To see. I mean, that's sight, right? You know, if you're blind, you don't see. Yeah, paper that has been seen. They cannot see. Yeah, apparently the (laughs) the, uh, phrase that it was encapsulating was paper that has been seen, was Visa. Hmm. Yeah, so they see you. Mm. Oh, that's creepy, too. Yes, yes, it is. It's all very big brotherly. 
Well, I mean, yeah. if you think that there are people who get awarded the privilege to be a bank in this country that are not in some kind of weird heathen club, uh, I, you got another thing coming. Like, I'm told if you start your own cryptocurrency company, though, you could buy a small bank in like what was it, Wyoming or something, Utah. Kansas, what? but you better dem- you better donate a lot of money to the fucking Democrats if you want to do that. <laughs> That's right, and politicians in general, mm. and all their That's cronies. Fact, yeah. One of the fun things about uh, FTX is we're seeing where their loyalties lie, and so far they're like, we hate crypto more than we love our own people. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. Which, all right, that's a shot across the bow, and now we're down in it. Because yeah. like they're they're finally going okay, uh, pretending that we don't hate this is not serving our purposes anymore. A uh, a friend of mine uh, back out west uh, was trying to figure out the best way for him to not go through an exchange but acquire some you know some quantity of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, dude, look, here's a website. Go find a crypto ATM. You know, you, you got to jump through some hoops and like show your ID, you know, that kind of thing. But like, that's going to be the quickest way. And he was surprised at the markup. Oh, yeah. Mm. Be- but he also is aware of the evil of like, like he had a Coinbase account. And so like he's aware of their evil. And he's like, no, I got rid of that shit. Yeah. And uh, now I don't even, he's like, I never traded or anything. I just want to own some and hold for a while. And I'm like, go to one of these things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that markup, man. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. There are several, he's in a big city, so like there are several different brands, maybe go around, find a different rate, or if they all agree, then maybe, you know, but if like back in the day, it was uh, cheaper and easier to acquire. Now, so here's the thing. You got to jump through way more hoops. And I was like, my response was, look, if you want the precious, you got to pay the precious fee. Well, you don't have to, though. The, I mean, other things you could do would be earn it. put an ad out on, on Craigslist that say, if you have crypto and want something, you know, yeah, I will but- order that thing from you and you can se- uh, I will order that thing for you on my credit card sure. and you can send me the crypto for it. Yep. Right. That markup for use is the is what you pay for not having a network of your own. Right. Now, if you have a bunch of people around you that at some point some of them is going to want to buy crypto and at some point some one of them is going to want to sell crypto, well, then you can bypass well, the fee. Right, but, but we're in the un- uncommon part of the world where like we have that kind of a network. Right. Well, that's mm-hmm. the incentive, though. No, like, I, I, if you guys, I don't disagree. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm just I saying you, such people exist, though, all over the country. Right. And I bet you anything that in a place like Miami that's gone out of its way to like at least signal, hey, Bitcoiners, come here. I bet you anything there's at least one like group there somewhere that, yeah, it's yeah. just as what easy you're saying as isn't incorrect. shake it's just the woods. not find the direction out. that I was trying to go with the conversation, which mm. was to say that uh, not only was it the fastest way. Mm-hmm. For you know, a guy who doesn't have that kind of a network and isn't you know doesn't have an exchange account to like hook to his bank account or whatever, uh, he's like, I got a I got a credit card or a debit card, and you know mm-hmm. I want to you know I'm like, go and do this. Uh, not only was that the fastest way, but I moved to New Hampshire in 2019, and when I left, there was like two Bitcoin ATMs in Seattle. Now there's a Bitcoin vending machine on I mean like. In my old neighborhood, there's like seven 
right? Uh, they're all mm-hmm. inside of like a gas station or a little mom and pop shop or, you know, uh, a, a locally owned market, you know, kind of a thing. None of them are in like the big stores, right? But they're there and there's three different companies, brands of these machines now that exist. Uh, in, and now there's hundreds of them, maybe even more. I didn't like look, I didn't zoom out on like the greater Seattle metropolitan area, but in three years, that's how much the landscape has changed, right? There, are, It went from two machines in all of Seattle to hundreds of them everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Little mom and pop shops and all that kind of stuff. Now, there's fees involved for all that because, of course, you know, this is a market, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You want the precious, you pay well, the fee. The yeah. way you would do it in a market with without a fee, though, would be it really wouldn't be hard for somebody who was running a bodega to just sell Bitcoin along with everything else right yeah you know and then where does he get it well he accepts it for for goods right yeah i'm actually surprised in the early marijuana states recreational states uh, washington and colorado both that uh these businesses were making money and the banks wouldn't give them bank accounts Mm -hmm. because they're like you're a marijuana business we don't do that it's still federally illegal and we're a bank and you know whatever so mm -hmm. i'm super surprised that like cryptocurrency didn't become the weed currency like it should have i I can't like even to this day i feel like the the opportunity is still there just nobody's Mm -hmm. jumped on the boat yet yeah well i mean and the problem is there you know, too much of the focus is on these crypto bros who are just like, oh, I trade Bitcoin. I've never actually had any Bitcoin, but I've got an exchange account somewhere. And uh, I think I'm rich until it turns out that the uh, exchange doesn't have any money. (laughs) Well, the cryptocurrency idea copied the entire financial system. I hate that it did that, but I realized that it was necessary at some point to do so. Now, in the process, it also copied all of the grift, all of the con games that make up the majority of the world's current financial system. I I wouldn't say that that any of that is related to... uh, I mean, there's nothing inherent in Bitcoin that is a... That is a... Or... or, well, there there is kind of a scam inherent in Bitcoin, which is they don't have the capacity to do any real trading. But but that's BTC a, that's proper. A but issues. cryptocurrency BTC, in general, yeah, there's does. nothing in cryptocurrency that, that is, that is, in general that engenders these things. the 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 reason that we're exposed to their corruption is because sometimes we have to get dollars, and that puts us in contact with a corrupt system. Right. Okay. I I think uh, cryptocurrency is coming to uh, literally like a like a monster in a bad sci-fi movie, just coming to absorb everything yes. that's there. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing that the internet did to like classified ads, right? Gone. Mm-hmm. Right? Newspapers are just about dead, right? Uh, it's just coming for it, and it's it's feeling its way around, right? The existing thing already existed. Cryptocurrency not only has to figure out how to exist itself, which it's done, but now it's figuring out how to interact with this other thing, right? And that is the more existing more system the where the grift and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the real scams right. exist, right? right? And so uh, the war, if you will, the currency war that either is taking place or is about to take place is all about the on-ramps and the off-ramps. Mm-hmm. How do you get from... 
the state money into the into the cryptocurrency and back. Right. Well, Those are the two points where that's where the war is happening. Until you until well, we get to the point where you don't have to. Yeah. Right. What that question really is is the question that everyone has to ask themselves now, like it or not. Am I going to do what I do for crypto? Because we are moving into a digital currency era. There are two options. Oh, we're, we're already in it, but sure, go ahead. No, there's still cash. Like, cash is still a thing now. Doesn't mean it's king. I don't there think are, it is anymore. There are machines that still spit it out. That will not be the case come a decade from now. So people are getting a choice now, and I'm sure some people will choose this path. Yeah, I'm and not some saying I'm not saying path, the existing thing doesn't exist. I'm just saying that I think that the that's not the majority of the system now. Oh no, not the majority. Sure, the majority is all of this backward nonsense. Like the the derivatives market is a quadrillion dollars. Yeah. It's the only thing that is a quadrillion but dollars all, because the entire all of those actual money by any measurement is nowhere near that. And all of those transactions are digital already. Right. Right. So we're already in but the digital transaction that's era. If you're, that's measuring it by the stupid way. The stupid way that is part of their con game for how they steal all of our value. Now, measuring it the smart way would be to look at, okay, what actually gets done? For what actual thing? Now, yeah, there's a lot that gets actually done for digital dollars. But there's a whole lot that gets done for physical dollars. Sure. Like... The legwork that physical dollars gets done is pretty impressive. Well, and all of the things that uh, the state dollars don't want you to do get done in state dollars. And all the things that they don't want to admit that they got done. Yeah. Yeah. They all have to be done in cash. Well, and that's one of the things that would make it hard for them if they... uh uh, if they did get rid of physical currency, is how does the F, uh, the uh, CIA pay somebody off in a way that they can hide without physical money? You know, um, so I don't think well it's, Monero. Um, yeah, that's true. So, they could use my Monero, which would be ironic, right? Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, like. They are stuck in a no-win scenario. If they use Monero, they gain the exact advantage that you were talking about. If they don't use Monero, then, well, they aren't adding to their enemy, taking mm -hmm. them down. Because every bit of work that they do for crypto, or even every time they spend crypto in any way, they keep adding to the very thing that is gnawing at their root. Mm. Yeah, when they do these, uh, what is it, uh, eminent domain, and how else do they take people's shit? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, um, oh, taxation. The special one for houses, where they, uh, where, uh, that one's eminent domain. What's where they uh, accuse your property and just a uh, police? Uh, hey, that's do you have uh, civil and, and civil criminal forfeiture. For, uh, that's yeah. the one. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, when, when they do these the things, magic words and that, that is nonsense. criminal too. Yeah. When when they do these things. If they can do them in a um, a malicious way and use cryptocurrency, that's actually a boon for cryptocurrency. 
If if <laughs> like, I, and I say this because it is ironic, right? He pointed out that it it would be ironic if statists started using cryptocurrency to do all the underhanded deal sort of things that they use cash for. Usually, that's actually mm-hmm. a boon to cryptocurrency, and yeah. it would be ironic if the state adoption and usage of cryptocurrency for corrupt uses actually was the use case that mm. like launched cryptocurrency to the next level. That would be interesting to see well and another uh, another tactic that like do it or don't do it you still lose taking taxes in cryptocurrency because if you don't do it then we will slowly but surely just move more of our activity to the thing that you don't tax because if i if i I do if i do a service for uh, an amount of bitcoin or monero or whatever and i never turn it into dollars right then they literally don't know how much money I owe them. Right. And we've seen these uh, these articles on when they do some civil asset oh. forfeiture or or somebody's, you know, eminent domain and they acquire like, you know, a, a drive with some Bitcoin on it or something like that, where they like because it's government, it takes them a while to get around to like, okay, well, the case is over and it's going to sit in storage for X amount. Okay, now we're going to sell some of it, right? So occasionally and we don't hear about this anymore. But the government used to go ahead and turn around and sell the cryptocurrency to make dollars back so that they could put it on their books and pay their department or however it is they're stealing the dollar value of that. Mm -hmm. So they would sell that. And what they found, of course, is that after time went by, the value of cryptocurrency went up. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they uh, illegally or legally in their book acquired the cryptocurrency, it was worth $100,000. By the time they got around to selling it, it was worth a million dollars or something, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, because the price of cryptocurrency went up. And so now governments actually own cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah, and that's the thing. They can't spend it. They cannot spend it. Why not? The, the second they put that into the uh, the – if they put that back into the market, they are still doing effort for money. Like if they were going to spend dollars on, yeah. say, an assassination – you know, CIA wants this guy killed. Now, if they spend dollars for that assassination, they are feeding the dollar because more work is being done for dollars. Okay, but important work, very scary, very technical work. Let's just take uh, something tangible. Let's take uh, a police department in a small Podunk City, mm-hmm. right? And they acquired some Bitcoin. They arrested some guy. He went to jail and whatever the you know because of the way the case. Whenever they got to sell whatever it was to keep the the value of that and put it towards their their department and so they got you know let's just say they got a million dollars in bitcoin mm-hmm. out of the deal now we know that government agencies uh, are corrupt uh, corruption attracts corruption and so eventually some corrupt people are going to be in charge of that bitcoin what are they going to do are they going to do noble things with that bitcoin no are they going to engage in Corrupt activity with other police departments nearby? Mm, depends on how controlled they are. Are they going to engage with different departments of law enforcement all the way up to the federal level in corrupt things with this, you know, digital cryptocurrency? All I'm saying is that already cryptocurrency is inside of the government. That's all I'm saying, and it's only a matter of time till it eats its way back out. <laughs> right? You want to talk about a Trojan horse? Cryptocurrency yeah, is the Trojan horse because, and like, frankly, if it doesn't get back out, that's okay because our 
crypto is worth more. I mean, if the, if the government is confiscating and destroying crypto, that just makes crypto no, deflationary. They're, they're confiscating it and then spending well, and it. That's, and that's the thing. Amongst each other. They have two choices. They can either lose now or they can lose later. Now, if they hold on to it, then they're just making it more valuable, but that accumulates slowly. Yes. Or they can spend it all now, and that makes it all really valuable immediately, and they lose now. Or they themselves just begin to use it as if uh, it is the advancement of currency, right? Because it's it can do way more things than cash can do, right? So now here we have a bunch of cryptocurrency in the hands of a bunch of notoriously corrupt people. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Eventually, they got to figure out a, a way to engage with each other with it, right? They're going to be downloading wallets. They're going to be installing software on their computers, right? Because there's going to be an official number that they confiscated, and there's going to be an unofficial number that they confiscated, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, th- they're going to begin using and building infrastructure for cryptocurrency within <laughs> the state departments themselves. Huh. Hmm. They have no choice. It's already yeah, there. Yeah, no, the honeypot's too big. And like, yeah, and that's the thing. This, this is why monopolies never work. So the only time that a monopoly can be held in an industry is if you have someone who has free reign to terrorize everyone out of doing that, that thing. Yeah, like the war on drugs. Right. Drugs, right. drugs. You will go to our drug dealers, we call them pharmacies, and you will buy our drugs according to our wishes. Thank you very much. Now, And um, you will get poisonous antidepressants instead of weed because they're under patent and weed isn't. Now, the, the illegal drugs, on the other hand, scam. those ones are CIA. Like, CIA runs the cocaine industry, runs the heroin industry. Like, yeah, of course they do. Isn't that what CIA stands for? The Cocaine Industry Association? Right. Yeah, we used to call them Cocaine Importers of America. Oh. I might have had the acronym wrong. (laughs) But here's the thing. The honeypot's too big. You're right. They are going to use the crypto that they have stolen because it's just too hard not to. Like, the incentive for turning against everyone who's upholding this cartel is too big. And it keeps getting bigger. I wonder so if Hyden, more Hunter more. Biden gets his crack from the DEA. Hmm. That would not just surprise a thought. me. <laughs> or the you CIA. You know, if you're doing crack, I guess you'd want to do the, the least likely to kill you. So mm. I'm sure he has some connections. Yeah, wait till after it's been analyzed. But then again, this might have been his way of like the rebellious teenager getting something of his own. No, Dad, I'll get my own Kraken hookers. I'll just sell your name to get it. Well, yeah, of course. And your services. Well, and that's the thing. He's one of the ways of laundering money. Mm -hmm. Like, the the whole nature of of politics at high levels is you launder money. One Mm -hmm. of the ways of doing that is your family members get all of these extra sweet deals from people who you're doing favors for. Mm-hmm. You know, just like all of the other ways, book deals, speaking deals, come on, we want to yeah. hear you talk, but not that much. But and it's a great way. Hillary oh, Clinton I'll... gets speaking deals. Oh, Even yeah. her own supporters yeah. don't fucking oh, yeah. her. Yeah. Ah, uh, Hillary, you taught us so much. Like the, Except uh, the how Clinton not Foundation. to leave a trail. <laughs> yeah, like the, Cl- like the Clinton Foundation uh, receiving unbelievable amounts of money from Saudi Arabia. Like the government of Saudi Arabia. Ah, cute yeah. trick. They can't give you donation contributions. 
but they just feel oh so very charitable right now. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, Saudi princes are such wonderful, loving people. Well, and that's why Hunter Biden doesn't work at Burisma anymore. (laughs) Mm. Like, after Biden was... he never worked at Burisma. He just got paid for it. Yeah. Good point. Do you need charisma to work at Burisma? Mm. Yeah, as soon as Obama wasn't in office and Biden wasn't uh, a powerful person, they got a severance Why does everybody pronounce Obama wrong? Hmm. Sorry, you were saying. What? Obama. Oh. Well, because he got outdone by Trump. I mean, turns out you end up bombing a lot more people after you stop counting them. <laughs> hmm. And yeah. every president bombs yeah. more than the president before yeah, him. Yeah, no, that's true. I thought Trump was the exception to that. Hmm. He was the first one he quite a while not the, to he, start any new wars. Yeah, he continued all of the ones that existed, and he ramped them all Except up. Except Syria. Yeah, what happened is sometime during the Trump administration, I believe, they uh, they just stopped counting the mm. casualties officially. Yeah. Like, the, the people are still out there. They're still tracking. Like, like they're collecting the data, but they're not publishing it. Yeah. Mm. And they're just like, yeah, we're, we're just not going to count the number of people we, we killed. Yeah. Either, at, like, we haven't heard about, like, oh, a U.S. bomb dropped over here, and, like, so-and-so are saying that, you know, it's the casualties are because of American, you know, military intervention. We haven't heard mm. one of those in a while because they just stopped counting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Yeah. They're all bombers. They're like, how do they keep finding out how evil we are? Oh, they're counting? Well, let's... <laughs> oh, they're getting the... The information's coming from us? Oh, we should stop just counting. Just but, stop counting. But, sir, I had to give the government paychecks for doing something. Can you imagine there was a meeting about this where, like, a bunch of people sat down they're like, all right, we need to come up with ways that are... We don't really have a lot of budget, but we need to come up with ways to keep the people from reporting on how many people we're murdering. Yeah. And, you know, some guy, you know... He, and the guy has, who says you should stop... Stop murdering people is a guy they throw out the window. Right, but the, but, but, the, but then another guy is like, well, I have this elaborate plan, and it's going to cost you know multiple billions of dollars. And they're like, well, that that'll be plan one. But let's hear what else. And then one guy is just like, well, uh, the cheapest thing to do is just stop counting them. You don't say. Yeah, and they're like, wait, zero cost? Uh, we don't have to do any new programs. We don't have to. Now I guarantee Done. you, I no, I guarantee you that some bureaucrat fought for that position to remain in existence because it was his lackey that he was paying with that job. Because mm. it's government work, we got to pay him to do something. And, well, I need a new program to replace this one so that all of these workers go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, close enough for government work. Yeah, no wonder the U.S. military keeps win- losing every engagement. It's fucking socialist. Socialism doesn't work. Mm. Nobody, who's Robert Heinlein? Robert Heinlein is the uh, first prophet of the Church of the Invisible Hand. Really? Uh, yeah, he's, huh. uh, he is... Estimated prophet. The uh, Yes, estimated prophet. He is responsible for two of the works that, that have been thus far declared... Uh, Prophecy, which are uh, Stranger in a Strange Land and The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Nice. Um, and uh, both brilliant works, highly recommended. Um, what uh, what kind of books were those? What flavor? Uh, they were science fiction. Okay. Um, the Stranger in a Strange Land was 
um, the they had the first manned mission to Mars, and they decided to send four married couples. Well, you're, you're they were in a box for nine months together, like right. yeah. being in, in a cell, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. with seven other people. So, um, so anyway, they were crazy by the time they got there. And one of them had managed to get another one's wife pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they to make a long story, they all killed each other, leaving okay. one survivor Spoilers. Uh, named Michael Valentine Smith. This is all. Yeah, this is chapter this one. This is the first page. Okay. Um, it, leaving one survivor, Michael Valentine Smith, um, to. So the second manned mission to Mars, which was 25. Years later, found found the remains of the Challenger and said, uh, we found remains of the Challenger, no survivors. And then a little while later, they sent back correction, one survivor. Um, mm. Now, all of these parents had signed a contract with the government that said the government would own Mars. Um, this this kind of is a spoiler. This is later in, later in the book. But uh, <laughs> the problem is... Michael had not entered into any such con uh n- any such contract and so he ended up owning Mars legally. Uh, um, nice. Right. And uh and but but what the book is really about my plan. Yeah. What what the book is really about was um him coming back to Earth after 25 years of not being exposed to humans. And it's it's about looking at at society through these Fresh innocent eyes, eyes yeah. not stranger in a strange okay. land, right. which well, also comes. The, it's actually a Bible quote. What about uh, I the am a stranger in a strange? What about land, the moon is a harsh mistress? Uh, the moon is a harsh mistress is a uh, is a book about a uh, revolution. They're using uh, the moon as a penal colony. They're shipping prisoners there, and they grow wheat um, okay. in, in the moon. For some reason, that works out well for them. Um, and once you've been on the moon for a while, you can never leave because you can't readjust to gravity. Oh, you can only adjust one way to gravity? And uh, yeah. That's less and not well, to Well, when you think about it, if you... Un- under under one-sixth gravity, which is what, what the Earth is... You know, your heart doesn't have to work as hard. Your muscles don't have sure. to work as hard. So you'd get back to to uh, to Earth and be weak as a kitten. So right. there were a lot of freed people who ended up staying on the moon because they couldn't go. Did they physically um, become different, too? Because uh, the Expanse uh, books and television series uh, actually had uh, the people, like the second and third generation of humans that were born not on planet Earth, like they were born mm-hmm. in space. You know, mining colonies, that kind of thing. Uh, they physically became different. They became lankier, like longer mm. arms and longer necks, things like that. I I don't think he I don't think he mentioned that. Okay. He was more looking into the uh, into the social implications. Yeah, so, and that and that would be more likely with zero gravity instead of just a sixth uh, gravity. Right, yeah, to right. have more more mm. di- like dramatic changes in the right. body. Like yeah. after a couple of generations. Well, it was uh, artificially generated gravity in, in the Expanse series. Ah. Because they'd be like a mining colony would be a whole uh, giant you know meteor, and then they would spin the meteor. 
to generate uh, the gravity, right? So like the, the gyroscopic effect of creating mm. the gravity. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the moon is a harsh mistress. I didn't know this until I, I brought this in because I know you're you're a Heinlein guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I brought this in because I thought we could get some really uh, good interactions with this thing. But I didn't know Starship Troopers uh, oh, yeah. yes. was Starship Heinlein. Troopers was I love that was movie. Heinlein. The first so, one. Like the, the sequels were all just kind of, there was yeah. one that was more entertaining than the rest. I don't remember which one it was. The fourth one, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first one, man, that thing kicked ass from front to back, and I was a big fan of it. And its whole like sort of uh, mockery of you know that that military propaganda, right? Would you like to know more? Mm-hmm. Right, all of that kind of thing. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. What you were gonna say? So the thing about Heinlein is you get to watch a libertarian journey. Mm-hmm. So like the man starts out, you know, obsessed with government and with the military, but he does have like sort of that minarchist mm-hmm. libertarian uh, bent to him. Okay. Of like at the okay, very beginning, well, he was a socialist. He he worked on the campaign of uh, of. Uh, Either Upton Sinclair or Sinclair Lewis. I always confuse those two. Uh, Upton Sinclair was uh, the jungle. Okay, then it was Sinclair Lewis. Who was Sinclair Lewis? Uh, socialist candidate that uh, that Heinlein worked for a long time ago in like 30s or 40s wow. or something. But yeah, so like uh, he starts out. Uh, making the government as efficient as possible like okay well we have to have a military uh, which is you know what constitutionalists and all of that tend to believe the minarchists right yeah right so okay well let's make this as efficient as possible okay well if we have to have this for all of society then let's reward you with full citizenship for Mm -hmm. being in the military so you see him design that world and you know run you through the uh, this military example and I could not fucking get into that book because he is so damn technical. But um, it was it was kind of technical, and he was. Um, I I don't think that that was like his ideal world or anything. Um, even even at the time. Well, that, right, but you you see him playing with it, concepts but, at any rate. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's it's not an idealized world, or else you wouldn't have ended up with like an internal conspiracy with the with the thing. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you see his progress, he goes more and more toward uh, the realization that all government can be done away with. Yeah. Which you pretty much have to do if you're going to write about space travel and colonization of of new worlds because, you know, they're just not going to have the resources to then govern people who are light years away from them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're going to be on your own if you're living on on a different planet, um, you know. Hopefully, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, and you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite. Well, that's that's actually so, there's a quote from Heinlein, which is when a place gets crowded enough to require ID cards, it's time to leave. The great thing about space travel is it gave us some place to go. You're probably yeah. you're probably you're probably like uh, infringing that not infringing. Uh, you're uh, uh, revealing uh, something that this whole thing is actually a whole bunch of quotes from Heinlein. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And so, I mean, if we double cover some, that's fine. Uh, yeah. we, we could just continue talking as well. Uh, I just want to, the, the little description they have, say, uh, 
Robert Heinlein, his books explore a wide range of themes from race and sex to politics to religion. He's known in particular Mm -hmm. for promoting an individualist life philosophy and pushing Mm -hmm. back on conformity. That's the part I like Mm -hmm. about him the most. One of the things that he did on race, which was really interesting, was he had one book where the protagonist was, um, I think he was a black Brazilian Something like that, mm-hmm. but you didn't find out he was black till the last page. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So here's what pisses me off about Heinlein, though. So uh-huh. he 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 gives you like, oh, well, you can have freedom and independence from the government if it is in your gravity well, and you have a, a special computer, then you can get free of your government. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Heinlein. Oh, but, you can get free of your government but they didn't. if you if you have a magic Martian with, with special strange powers to manipulate reality. Then mm. you can have freedom from your government. And it's like, thanks, buddy. Mm. That's a practical fucking solution. But neither of those cases were, were successful. Uh, and at the end of, of The Moon is a Harsh Mystery, okay, I'm, I'm giving up some spoilers, so... Come back in five minutes if you're going to get mad at me. But at the end of The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, the professor who was a major role, who had a major role in the revolution says, you know, you guys are insisting on forming a government. He was what he called a rational anarchist. Uh, so try doing something that nobody's ever done before. Require 75% or 80% consent in your legislative body to pass a new law and only 25% to repeal an old law. And that alone would be a huge improvement. Um, but but the yeah. thing is, they didn't do any of that shit. Right. They did what people have always done. Just add more. Uh, at, at the end. Oh. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And, but... What do you mean what people have always done? Well, we he's trying not to spoil it for people. Yeah, give, give him some credit. But, that's, but no, yeah. that's that's the thing. Even then, it doesn't fucking work. Uh, no. But I'm, what I'm did... also tiptoeing around a, a big spoiler in the book, yeah. and I hate not doing <laughs> but, that, because those fuckers time... won't be back for another three and a half minutes. Yeah. But the time but... that you do find um, anarchy actually being achieved by people is when they're actually on other planets, and it's like mm. the old west. Well, there are ten thousand people on this fucking planet, and if they piss me off, I'm gonna go somewhere else and do my own thing. Well, and the problem being that there's nowhere to go right now. Exactly. Exactly. We're trapped. You know, I would love to go someplace with no humans instead of uh, even coming to New well, Hampshire because I love New Hampshire. Well, and here's the thing: I there, think that there this are is... a certain number of New Hampshireites that hate us for our freedom. Well, and this is the thing: I think that nature has forced free people to live among the slaves. Yeah, I think this is a a, yeah. a, a natural part of the human life cycle, and I don't like it one goddamn bit. Well, generally frankly, speaking, when they're slaves, liked, there are no free people. I liked. Mm-hmm. When human beings could just get away from each other and there was a place where no one would tell you what to do. And sure, it was hard to exist there, but it existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but much- there's nowhere to do that. And I think that the, the the thing that we have to do, we are forced by reality to teach the slaves freedom. 
Much yeah. like uh, the last the last great ruckus rock and roll band, right? And that's up Uncle for, Ruckus up, up for debate, like who that was. But uh, in in my estimation, that was Guns N' Roses. They were sort of the last like throwing TVs out of a hotel window, doing lots of drugs, don't give a fuck kind of rock and roll band. Uh, in that way, I think the United States uh, is a tale, a story, if you will, about people trying to do just that. They left some other country because they wanted to go where there wasn't any empire. Right. Mm-hmm. And where they could, you know, do things the way they wanted to do and have their individual freedoms. And if they want to live off the land, they can. If they want to build a house, they can. If they want to start whatever, they can. They can do it their way. They can do it themselves. They can do it freely and without the interference of something called the empire. Mm-hmm. And so that ended up, of course, becoming the largest empire on planet Earth. Yep. Right? Because people have forgotten how important freedom actually is. Now, there is no longer any place left to go on planet Earth where you can be free. That's not claimed by a, by a government. Mm-hmm. Right? Or more than one. Or more than one in some cases, right? Yeah. You can actually be prosecuted by several governments mm-hmm. depending on the plot of Earth your body occupies at any given moment. Somalia had three so, uh, the, like, outer space is the, the new frontier. Oh, dude, it's, it's not going to work. It's the Wild West. No, it's no, where no, people are going to go. It's the where they have to go. Look, we have no chance whatsoever of occupying anywhere out there until we fix shit down here, until we have a functional uh, economic system. There is zero chance that we will be able to muster up uh, the organization I mean, and the resources to even have a colony on the moon. Okay, but all I'm saying is that doesn't preclude people from trying it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, like, think about how many people before the, the, Frank, honestly, if fr- you're, uh, before if the Wright you're... brothers tried to fly by, like, launching some rickety-ass thing with duct tape and staples off of a cliff and dying. Right? They, they were like, I'm going to fly, and i got to try, and they're going to die trying. This is what I mean by a frontier. Generally, a frontier is where people die mm-hmm. trying to do something that is thought to be impossible. And that was also one of the things that made as much progress or that Heinlein accepted as having made as much progress as they did make in some of his books possible is uh, he he defined loonies um, as people who never made a mistake when it counted. Because if you made a mistake, you were dead. You know, and and as a result of that, their their slogan was Tanstaffel, which is an acronym for there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> I love All that right. Let's have some. I love it is that a wonderful, wonderful word. Uh, now, now, hold on. So here's the thing. You can't have life in a closed system. If we're going to have moon colonies, there still needs to be trade between them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like that that is the only way that life functions. But I'm saying that there's going to be a guy. On a closed system. We can't hmm? we can't trade with other planets. There we can trade with other worlds here in this world, and that's the thing. You have to have it connected to everything else or the, uh, like okay, biodomes have out. never functioned. Hear me out. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is there's going to be a guy, maybe even several guys or whoever. There's going to be somebody that either builds or steals a spacecraft. And just launches himself into fucking outer space to see how far he can fucking go. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And he's going to die, but mm-hmm. he'll send a bunch of messages back and we'll get them eventually. And we'll watch him, you know, like grow old or suffocate or whatever, right? 
you know, but that's going to happen because people are going to try. Mm -hmm. People like it's just human nature to expand, right? You call it. I used to tell people that uh, I found a human's meaning and purpose of life, and that's breed and conquer. Because that seems to be what people do they breed and they conquer. You look at history, those are like the top two things that human people do. Right? Mm -hmm. Human beings breed and they conquer, right? So, like, it's in our nature to expand. Right. So we're going to go into outer space. And so even though the technology isn't ready for like a successful journey to get pe like people are going to go, they're going to launch themselves just to be the first. Right. Or to be the guy that did it. I don't think conquer is the right word. So, I mean, if you really look at what people do, uh, we use like we, we integrate. Okay. But I'm we use about, technology to integrate our environment into travel, our man. lives. Hmm? Talking about the space travel. Okay. Like there's going to be a crazy motherfucker who gets into a rocket, shoots himself Great. into space. And now there's going to be a and, human skeleton and go viral on YouTube space. What's something? your point? I don't remember. <laughs> hmm. I had a point. Uh, we were talking about Robert Heinlein, uh, and uh, his individualist streak has not gone unnoticed by modern libertarians. Indeed, many freedom advocates to this day draw on Heinlein's piercing remarks and aphorisms in their rhetoric, as with many quotable authors, it is not that Heinlein's ideas are particularly new. It's more that he articulates certain timeless ideas in such a way that they just hit differently. For example, always beware of strong drink. It may lead you to shoot at tax collectors and miss. <laughs> well, that's why there's 86,000 new ones, is so that you miss most of them. Hmm. Yeah. That is the reason. Yeah. Well, that and and they're they're all but they're all they're going after the billionaires. Sure and they we are. know that because they're instituting a new uh a new system to uh force people to report tips and billionaires are notorious for not reporting their tips. Now what they'll do and and you know this may seem crazy but they'll just issue everybody a $1 billion uh, CBDC. Right? So here you go, everybody. You're a billionaire now. Oh, and now everybody's fair game. Well, and w that would be interesting because that would be quite literally a reset of the economic system. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the dollar would be worth much, much less. And as a matter of fact, it would make all current wealth and all current debts inconsequential yeah, in in comparison, in, in, and that's, I yeah, think I just figured out the best way to explain the concept of inflation nice. to the uninitiated, which is exactly that. Hmm. What would happen if you printed out, you know, as much money as Elon Musk has, and gave that money to everybody? Right. Okay. Well, then you, you Elon Musk would only be twice as rich as I am. But, you know, most of the most differences would be erased by that. But how much would you charge for work at that point? Well, so here's the well, thing. a hell of a lot more so because thing. I would have to. That, that's exactly the conclusion that they need to reach. Exactly. Is that, okay, now how much is it going to take for, for you to go to work in the morning? This is a problem mm -hmm. government is not looking to solve. No, they're not. Because well, it, it puts this them is out a, of control. This is a problem that... Uh, so this is one of the wacky things. There is currently a war between factions of slave masters. 
Now, one faction there is the sort of like Elizabeth Warren uh, Treasury faction that answers to the to the Davos crowd, the World Economic Forum. Their whole plan is everything will literally just be government. Now, they are fighting uh, over the control of the money system with a system that is half government and half market that is all corporate. And that's the Federal Reserve because these are companies. And, and what would that fa- what would that system look like? Well, Benito Mussolini said, "I think that fascism would be better called corporatism because it's a blend of state and corporate power." Right. So you do have the corporate gang, which is the fascist gang, yep, which is currently at war with the communist gang. And every bit as much as uh, Stalin and Hitler fighting, it's not because they believe different things. It's because they're fighting over who gets to be the guy in the chair. Right. Mm. Yeah, they're fighting over the chair. Right. Right. And and most people are just, I don't know, man, they, they can't get it through their heads at the chair. Is the problem? Yeah, despite yeah, the overwhelming evidence. One of the things you'll be be aware of if you if you see Fiddler on the roof is the Russians also had pogroms of Jews. You know, they were they were they were not innocent of that. Right. Absolutely right. Yeah. the 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 funny thing about that, I mean, funny. Oh God, is uh, yeah, not ha ha. The reason that that they oh, were oh God hated, was a hoot. George Burns. George Burns. Oh God, it. book two. Yeah. <laughs> the reason they were hated is because they were the merchants. They were the ones with money. Mm. So two kinds of socialism, international socialism and national socialism, mm. both demonized the most successful capitalist group. Mm. The Armenians also, uh, of, of which my father is, is one, uh, they were known as... A tra- uh, as as a tribe of of traders, they they were known for for trading. Yeah, and uh, they were they were all over the the Middle East. My grandfather, both of my grandparents were actually in in what's now Syria, but it was all part of the Ottoman Empire then. Right, right. So let's hear some of these quotes. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> and let me see how many are there. There's. Oh, it looks like they have different... All right, we'll just start. Thank you. (laughs) There is no worse tyranny than to force a man to pay for what he does not want merely because you think it would be good for him. Hmm. Yep, that pretty much says it. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, C.S. Lewis saying the worst tyranny over man is, is that tyranny which is exercised for the victim's own good because that tyrant can... Can uh, base because that tyrant can can live with his conscience, right? Mm. Uh, the correct way to punctuate a sentence that states, "Of course, it's none of my business," but is to place a period after the word "but." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that one. I often find and periods are frequently near the but. <laughs> often, <laughs> often, or often. Uh, yes. Frequently, not often is in like a little boy who's lost his parents, and often only nah. in Boston. Boston, often from Boston. No, nah, I'm not from Boston. Uh, so that's awful. I, I find this with other, mm, we'll call them freedom-oriented vi- individuals, whatever they call themselves, voluntarists, libertarians, anarchists, right? Uh, these types of labels. 
uh, particularly on social media, where they'll write a sentence. It's like, we need to abolish the police something something fund, right? And I'll be like, you had yes. me at we need to abolish the police. <laughs> Right. Well, I'll, imagine I'll, how I'll much end their sentence early and be like, "No, stop there. You you took yeah. it too far. People take these things too far when they're thinking about them. And they don't keep them like succinct enough when it comes to. It's like, no, it's the whole fucking organization that needs to be ended. The founding fathers made made the same mistake. I mean, the America would be a much better thing if they'd placed a period after Congress shall pass no law. Period. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> bam. That would have been the best. You know, we'd only have needed the one amendment. <laughs> <laughs> the amendment. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us refer to the amendment. <laughs> On second thought, let's just not. Yeah. That's our one amendment. Wouldn't that be something if, like, if that's how it all came came to end? Is like nobody, for example, you got elected, right? And like you're like, okay, I'm going to do an executive action, and we're going to pass. The amendment. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> and then you do, you do just put a period at the end of it. Everything else gets deleted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to think that <laughs> every president could have, with one executive order, just gone like, and we're done. Yep. Hmm. Executive order one of this office. We're done. No more government. Yeah. Just no. Congress shall pass no law. We shall have <laughs> no more any of this at all. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, do this, don't do that, stay back in line, Where? where's tax receipt? Fill out form, let's see license, submit six copies, exit only, no left turn, no right turn, queue up and pay fine, take back and get stamped, drop dead, but first, get permit. Mm. Um, that actually sounds like the language that they spoke on in... Uh, uh, in the moon is a harsh mist. I'm likely doing it is, no justice artistically. They well, they were. Uh, um, it was, it, it was a very staccato, very uh, like a robot almost, uh, robot caveman. Uh, Step back, fill form. Right? They yeah, left, no, like words nothing, out of sentences. Uh, no, nothing unnecessary because they didn't have time for it. Uh, um, and and also because there were three different uh, countries that were exporting prisoners up there. I think it was this, uh, the United States, this, these, uh, the Soviet Union, and China. Mm. So uh, so they also mixed like Chinese and shit back into it. So you can't have to kind of figure out the language as you go. Like, is there any place besides government facilities where, like, to, to get your business done, you, you got to stand in a line? Right, like like concerts are like a thing that immediately come to mind. But like you're not, you're just waiting for the doors to open. Like they could open the doors and everybody would fit. So like if you're just early, right? You know, so like that's a thing. But like I can't think of a like if I'm trying to do business, right? I you ever seen a line at the grocery store? Like people got to queue up and take a number and wait for the ding. You know, all Pavlovian like. I mean, I've seen. I've seen lines, never the kind of lines that you'll find in, in at, at government the DMV. facilities. Right, yeah, that's what I'm but talking about. But if you went to a Soviet grocery store, you would certainly find that waiting in line was what they did all day because uh, because they all had their their ration coupons. Right. Um, you know, the the thing that when there wasn't enough, the thing that that determined who got the product, what little product was produced and who did not was who was willing to stand in line the longest. 
and for what? Yeah. That's socialism for uh, you. Well, and right now, uh, the amount of socialism that we have in this country, you can sign yourself up for an unbelievable number of government programs. Yeah. Like, I oh, guarantee yeah. you yeah, qualify yeah. for something. But it comes mm -hmm. down to, are you going to spend the time filling out that paperwork? Right. right. And yeah, there's a mm -hmm. bunch of people who, like, they'll have whole conversations as if it's any other profession of, like, well, so mm -hmm. here's how you do this, and here's how you do this. Here's how many children you have, and when, and which paperwork to fill out to get the maximum amount of benefits. Can you imagine and just if, navigating that type yeah. of bureaucracy, like, daily? I mean, there's people who do yeah. it. Well, and, and the thing is, it it is... There's one. There's one good reason to do that, which is it is the only legal way to survive without paying taxes. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> not anymore. So I can still pay you in Bitcoin for your services, and unless you legally, turn it in legally, it's still taxable. Uh, but you can't... Legally, even if you trade me potatoes, ah, it's but, taxable. But here's the thing. There's no way to value it. The volatility that keeps so many people out of cryptocurrency does give it this advantage where, well, counting when? Mm. And counting according to which exchange? Like, you cannot even get a dollar price that is any kind of reasonable at any particular time, so they have no idea what to charge. So mm. as long as we trade in this thing which is still considered you know legal for now yeah. and and again it's one of those if they pull that trigger they will lose in a different way mm. so it is still legal to trade without taxes with cryptocurrency i don't think that that they're going to pull that trigger ever and i say this because uh, bitcoin has proven its own use case cryptocurrency has proven its own use case. I say those two different times because Bitcoin, the grandfather, right, the first to, to do it, to be put the out there. The king crypto. Right? You know, the, the seed crypto, if you will, right? I don't necessarily call it the king, but it's certainly the seed. Oh, it is, man. It's got 40% of the energy going into it. Okay. It, See, I think the main either way, reason I don't for want to quibble is because about it. it's the one the Federal Reserve pumps. I, okay. I don't, I don't want to quibble it's what about the, that. It's what, the, it's what the market wants right now. What now I'm saying, the market will want different things over time. What I'm saying is that it's proved its own use case, that it has value. Right. Well, it's still proving that to the majority of people. No, no, no. It's proven that it has value to people, right? And that's all that matters. Now, what kinds of people? Well, at first, it was just a bunch of, like, nerds, right? Some, some geeks, right? Some technical folks, some software people, right? That kind of a thing. And then... It became like the grifters, right? The get-rich-quick people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, it spawned an entire fucking industry, right? And it's it's still going now, and it hasn't. That industry has not stopped, despite the volatility of cryptocurrency. And in fact, more is being developed now than at any other point in all of cryptocurrency history. So it has all proved mm -hmm. that it has value. And so, what does that mean? They're not, they, the governments, are not going to pull the trigger of making it illegal because they themselves also recognize its value. If they didn't, they wouldn't be working so hard to figure out a way to stop it that wasn't that because they themselves are transacting it. They themselves are collecting it. They recognize it has value. Well, I think it's still the very beginning of that process. Yes, yeah, sure. And when that process is properly completed... 
then it'll be time to be getting some Monero. Because once people have accepted the idea, like people, not just a handful of individuals here in a pocket cluster over there, yeah, yeah. but people, when people have accepted that this has value, then they're going to start wanting some extra utilities out of this. Things well, see, like, I... uh, uh, like a fast and cheap transfer and uh, uh, fungibility. Yeah. Well, see, I see uh, cryptocurrency at some point homogenizing a little bit, right? I don't mean like all cryptocurrency, but like they're all going to homogenize. They're going to develop this thing that used to be referred to as industry standards, right, amongst cryptocurrencies. And so what all that means is that like the next guy who has a brilliant idea for a new feature, mm -hmm. uh, he's going to go ahead and create it. And then uh, the guys over at other cryptocurrency team, they're just going to be able to go copy, paste, and play, basically, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm oversimplifying but like any feature created on one cryptocurrency can, can be, be recreated on another. On another. And right. so I think we're going to see a bit of homogenization where everybody adopts whatever this industry standard thing is amongst cryptocurrencies just to bring everybody else up to the same feature set. And this is why I think that there's always going to be one king crypto. So because they are competing for liquidity, yeah. any feature that gains a certain amount of youth of utility will be built in some branch or on some layer of whichever one is receiving the most uh, uh, energy yeah. to process and secure. Now, yeah. once that is done, like whatever project was like specializing in that is going to have to find a new thing to do. So they're going to have to go, well, you know, that experimental idea that we were like kind of iffy on, we better try that now and see if the market likes that. Right. See yeah. if we can program that effectively. I don't think there and there's ever... going to be just all of these scattered functions developing simultaneously. I don't think there will always be one king crypto because, well, different people have different desires. Right. Um, different people different have different estimates of what will and will not be secure and useful and all that. So without a without a violent force, uh, I mean government level violence, yeah. then there will there will never be a monopoly right. on cryptocurrency. Right. Um and cannot be. Well you know a monopoly? No. There like technically there cannot be a monopoly ever. There can never be a monopoly. Now, a cornered market, yes. Uh, having one that, that receives a lion's share absolutely can happen. Now, what can't happen is that it is the only one because there will always be some amount of work or value of some kind being willing to be traded for some utility that is uh, more experimental. Hmm. And it is simply too easy to shift your machines from uh, from secure, securing these pieces of data to securing these other pieces of data. It's just too easy to do. So whenever the, the value of this other kind of data securing uh, reaches a certain level, then, oh, okay, hang on. That's, uh, that's easier and cheaper for me to process, or there's just enough of a premium on it. That let me switch this machine over to do that. Cool grab mm -hmm. that, and now I can switch right back to the thing that I know will be slow right. and steady right. with yeah. its value production. Yeah. And there are actually mining pools that, that do that, where where you put your, your hardware in, and they may, as market conditions change, 
they may actually mine different coins with it. Right, yeah. You um, just sort of you put time. your machine's effort up and they'll use it for whatever is the most profitable. It's kind of like uh, uh, best cost uh, mining. Right. Yeah. Now, personally, I think that because they are to competing for liquidity, I think that what is likely to be most valued is the thing that is most valued. Like, if I can spend this That's and buy pot from you guys, well, hear me out in, in my explanation. Mm-hmm. And by most, what is going to demand the highest price is what is going to be the most saleable in the most number of groups. Like, if you guys specialize in pot and I can buy that here with this coin or with your favorite coin... But you accept mm. this one. All right, call her, hang but on. I can also go over there and get guns where they're really well made. And they have their own special pew-pew sh- coin, but they mm. also accept this coin and this coin. And this one you accept also. Well, that means that this is going to be worth more of my time to get. See, I think the standardization hold, hold route we should have to be. I- introduce ourselves. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's David from Georgia. <laughs> David, how are you? Doing all right. First of all, what the heck was I listening to when before uh, before you answered the phone? It was just playing this weird thing about race <laughs> allocations or whatever. Yeah, like, so I, I think what plays when you're on hold for Beard Talk Live is a previous episode of Free Talk Live. It's or, whatever's on LRN.fm, oh, I think. Okay, yeah. it's, it's, so, so it's a stream. It could be anybody. Yeah, it could be a number of uh, liberty-oriented podcasts or other shows that play on LRN.fm. So you tell us, because we weren't hearing it, what the hell were you listening to? That's one of the to? reasons I, I answered your call. I was just like, hey, hold on, while they, these guys were finishing up what they were talking about, because I didn't want you to think that you called the wrong place or you know yeah. something like that. Well, I did, actually, at first. Um, I called and then hung up, because I was like, "Am I? did I get the phone number right? And I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, I got it right. Okay. Yep. So yep. I tried again. Yeah, so, we're professionals. Yeah. Our uh, crack <laughs> telephony team, uh, you know, uh, they probably they're will never crack. change that. Yeah, they'll probably never change that. So I, I don't know if you uh, if you tip us enough, we will find a way to make the outgoing actually be our show, which you can do at tips.lrn.fm or Thank possibly tips.freetalklive.com. I never know which. Probably uh, both. I'm keep... pretty sure it's lrn.fm. At least that's the thing on the scrolly bit. So. Okay. All right. The scrolly bit. And please do, because every I now and again the there's really part. annoying like uh, uh, repetitions. Like, oh, that's from three months ago, 666. So, uh, Thanks. Uh, was it Dave or David? Where's someone with a 420 David. when you need one? David, in Georgia, you called for a reason, I assume. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that you guys were talking about uh, crypto and the fact that the best thing you can do is to use it. And um, I use Instacart and pick up my groceries. And I just wanted to call in and say that I just used Monero to purchase my groceries. In Instacart? That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. In the yeah, app? You can Do, could yeah, you give us so, a URL for that service? Instacart.com. So what I, what okay. I did was I, uh, I used this, app, this service called Coinsbee, C-O-I-N-S-B-E-E, uh-huh. Coinsbee. And I bought an Instacart gift card using Monero with that. And then applied it to my account. Uh, the yes, the gift card on ramp. Uh, there's mm-hmm. there's several websites too that allow you to do this, uh, and you can do it to the penny. Uh, in fact, a former host of Free Talk Live once made a video, and it was him going through. 
I think it was like a Wendy's drive-thru or something. And so he drives up and orders and gets to the window. And they're like, yeah, that'll be you know $12.35. And on his phone, he's filming this, and he just creates a gift card, a virtual gift card in this app uh, or on this website for the exact amount of the exchange. And then they scan the barcode, and then bam, he just paid. You know, in whatever I think he used BCH at the time. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know there was one of those for Monero with Instacart. That's fucking sweet. I can't. I uh, uh, Coinsby. That's awesome because Monero is the best. It, uh, uh, I I I am a big all... supporter of everyone taking that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, David. Coinsby and then Coin Cards are two that do that, and then CakePay is another one. Those are the three I know about for Monero. Interesting. Coinsby what and take pay? Uh, Coinsby, uh, coin cards, and cake pay. Cake pay. Huh, interesting. I've never heard cake of any pay. of those. Sounds like what a cake tax collector pay. does. That's awesome. <laughs> no, he takes pay. He doesn't cake pay. Oh, okay. Cake pay is in the uh, the Cake Wallet Monero app, but you can also do it on the online through their website. It's uh, cakepay.com. Oh, nice. But the easiest way to do it is through the... Uh, the Monero.com or Cake Wallet applications on either iOS or Android. Yeah, I have. Uh, I haven't used it in some time, but uh, Dash Direct uh, had this. It was a separate app, separate from the Dash Wallet, but it was uh, literally what you're talking about, David. It was a gift card app, and so uh, I used it in real life. I went to Home Depot. I bought I don't know, hundred bucks worth of tools or something. And when I got to the, I used the self-checkout, there was just one lady sort of, you know, hawking the checkout, right? You know, looking, oh, do you need help? Or, you know, but really they're watching for thieves. Uh, and so I was like, hey, this thing takes gift cards, right? She's like, oh, yeah. And so, you know, I scanned everything. I rang everything up. Uh, I tapped on the screen. I tapped gift card. I scanned a QR code with the Dash Direct app, and I paid for my Home Depot order in Dash Direct there at the self-checkout. Nice. I remember I remember that I used to back in like 2015, 2016 before the uh before the block size wars exploded and transaction fees went to $50 per transaction. <laughs> right. Well, for BTC, buy, they never did for yeah, BCH. For for B, for BTC, I used to pay for my Starbucks coffee in the mornings with mm. Bitcoin through um this app called Gift, GYFT. Yeah, that's um, one of the websites too. They're still around by the way. Nice. I didn't know they were still around. I thought yeah, they were the last time I, I looked, so I'm you know, I'm old. That's actually why I stopped using Bitcoin was because the transaction fees went so gadgum high. I, I left Bitcoin in like twenty seventeen when the when the transaction fees went nuts and I just got back into crypto. Um yeah, give, I think a, I think a lot of people did. I think that the uh the BTC developers uh caused the twenty seventeen crash by failing to resolve their issues mm -hmm. uh, with with block size, and uh, and and it's really really tragic when you think about it. Just as an IT person, to me, it was disgusting that they, you know, the system didn't work, or uh, because the other thing you were having is you know uh, transactions that took weeks to clear, so the thing isn't working. And and the uh, or, or is barely working, and and as an IT person, it's like, well, do whatever you have to do to make it work, and then give it an, give it another fix later. That that's the fix you want to give it. So, 
I yeah, was pretty see, pissed I was, off. I was a proponent of BCH um, before Bitcoin Cash became Bitcoin Cash. I was I was hoping that they were going to fork and go that way, so, but apparently they decided not to. I, I, I love BCH, but I, I'll tell you why I'm not as focused on it as I used to be. So the thing that BCH had over Monero is that I felt you could better save in it because it has a hard cap. There, there are only so many Bitcoin Cash Bitcoins. Yeah. There's just 21 million of them that are possible in right. this game. Okay. So Monero has a slow inflation, but it still increases its total amount. So it's not as good of a savings tool. But the thing is, if I'm going to be saving for a long period of time, I may as well just bite the bullet, pay the, the fee on, uh, on BTC, and yes, maybe even wait until it's like a dollar instead of 50 or whatever. Mm. But like, if I'm going to be doing this for savings, then I may as well just bite that particular bullet. Mm. Whereas if I'm going to use this for fast transfers, I may as well be picking the one that is is fungible, yeah. that is hard to track down, that is private. See, the, the oh. problem with me is that BTC is claiming, well, we're still a store of value. Well, your value is in your ability to trans, transact to do transactions, and if there are ten thousand coins out there, each and every one of which can do transactions better than you can, what value are you a store of? Ah, because they have the most energy going into security. They have the biggest Maybe. network right now. Exactly. But uh, so that's let's the, let this that's guy the talk. Like, what they have to offer is security. And mm. to the extent that you are more concerned about security, then you will mm. go with them. Now, well, to the, the reason extent they that you have want the a fast, it, hold on. If to the extent that what you want is a fast, cheap thing, then you may as well go with the thing that that isn't auditable. Sounds like my last date. <laughs> now, like the downside of Monero, a fast, is the, cheap thing. Oh, I thought she was mute. I'm like, whoa, that you know, some would say that's a pretty, pretty close to a perfect woman. Yeah. <laughs> like nah. the downside of Monero is you can't check it. You can't mm -hmm. check Monero. It checks itself and never tells you what the specifics were. All right. So uh, I want to give Dave a chance, but I want to say uh, CoinGate and BitRefill are two other uh, web, web providers. Using, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've used BitRefill a few times and it works great. Uh, I've done things like sent. Uh, because you can send these to whatever email address, so you can buy like dinner for somebody else using your cryptocurrency. So, like uh, you know, a family member or a friend who's in another town or whatever, and you got their email address. You just go here, you fill out the thing, a twenty bucks, whatever, and it emails them, and then you can tell them, you're like, hey, I just bought you dinner, but I did it with crypto. Right. And now you have a story to tell, and that usually engages people if you have a story oh, nice. to tell. Right. That's an educational uh, tip from Captain Kickass Dave. And as far as Monero goes, it's really, like, while it is technically inflationary, I guess you could say, being the, being the fact that the inflation is less than 1%, oh, yeah. I've, even, I've even heard that it oh, rivals it's, it's less than even gold. gold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man, we are of one gold. mind. It is less inflation than gold, which is the gold standard of having a good stock-to-flow <laughs> ratio. Gold is the gold standard? Right. Exactly. Gold would, is the uh, Beatles of precious metals. <laughs> so if it's if it's less inflationary than gold, then why is it not a good store of value over the long term? Well, so here's the thing. 
people are currently demanding an extreme premium to deal with a thing that is foreign to them. Now, at the moment, that extreme premium is uh, uh, most focused on having a, a computer bigger than mankind has ever created before doing a single task. I mean, that's a pretty exorbitant fee, but that is what the market is demanding for this uncertainty. Now, after, after they demand a little bit less of a fee of uncertainty, then they'll realize, oh, well, there's this thing that is better than gold, but not as good as this other thing I have, but then I can have privacy and all of these fast transmissions. So once we're not demanding the uncertainty, uh, uh, I mean, price inflation on our currency, we're going to discover and make the decision of where our value is with this thing that, hey, it's better than gold and not as good as Bitcoin at this at this store of value thing. David? And arguably, arguably it could be said that Monero is better than Bitcoin because what happens in 10 or 20 years when Bitcoin's uh, minor fees go so low that people start dropping off the network because they literally can't afford to run the miners anymore. How is that going to happen? Well, well, you're assuming the price stagnates or doesn't how, you know, halving exponential after the halving. Um, so every time that the halving happens, like there's actually a very specific cycle. It, it's a parabolic curve. Yeah. Now there's volatility involved mm -hmm. in it, like always, which I actually view at this point as a feature because it, it fends off the IRS because they literally can't calculate it. So well, uh, the IRS will calculate the the value of of Bitcoin very easily by looking at whatever their favorite exchange is and saying that's the market price of of Bitcoin. Okay, right. but then and, you can just tie up the courts, which is probably well, cheaper than paying the IRS. The reason that that's that that's important is because that's how they determined uh, to be a, a money transmitter. Uh, it only happens if you're charging a fee. Okay, and so this whole Crypto 6 case, um, if we had matched our selling point to that of uh, whatever exchange they consider to be the market price, mm -hmm. then we would have been unprosecutable uh, for that. Uh, the problem is that you can't get Bitcoin on the street for what they call the market, market price, price yeah. because... What's priced into that is that the banks have blockaded the exchanges right. and made it very difficult to get your money into it. So it, so it, so if money can't flow back and forth, you're going to have a differential in price. Right. And you haven't bribed enough pol politicians, as I'm sure Coinbase has. Hey, uh, we got to take a break. David, uh, do you want to hang on? Do you want to call back? We, we need about 10 minutes. All right, sure. All right, groovy. Pe peace. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to queue up some music for y'all, and we're going to take our little 10-minute break. Enjoy.
might just be the place to uh, bring us back. It is Beard Talk Live. The telephone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you would like to call and talk to us about anything, it is. Uh, we should the, do the ritual of profanity. The second. Uh, we should do the ritual of profanity. As a matter of fact, uh, Mr. Nobody, we should. Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Uh, Shit, shit, piss, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Um, I feel pretty good about that. I enjoy it as as well, Uh, which reminds me of a, uh, why don't I... Why don't I tell you a, a little bit about one of the other rituals that the church has? Um, Uncle Nobody, tell us a story. It, it's called the bong ritual. And the bong is made up of the four major elements of, of, of classical Greece. It, you know, you have the, uh, the bong is, of course, glass, which is melted sand, so it's earth. Okay. okay. You Fill it with water. That's an element. You put okay. fire to it, and then you pull air through it. So it's a reminder of the all the great minds on Earth were agreed at one time that all things were made up of Earth, air, fire, and water. And to this so, day... They when are believed to do, be made primarily when of we, solid, when, liquid, when, when, gaseous, when, when, and plasma. Go on. When when we do the ritual, the uh, we 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 smoke the bomb, and then we remind ourselves that all of the great minds on Earth were completely wrong about the makeup of the universe, the most basic thing, and so you should always question. What you think you know, and uh, even with the and even with solid gas, liquid, and plasma, there's all these other things. Uh, like I Kevlar had, is none of those. I had some solid gas after some Mexican, but you know. <laughs> uh, also I'm weirded out by the fact that the '70s band Earth, Wind, and Fire might have just been named after a bong. Uh well, it's quite quite possible, or. Or you know maybe they invented the ball, but it's not likely. People smoking. Do you think for a that they time. were like, you know, like their cover was being a musical group, and really they were bong salesmen? Well, I mean, I, I've I couldn't. Attest I was going to gonna say I I I <laughs> I enjoy their music, and I believe I do. I can't Although, name an Earth, right Wind, now. And Fire I song. can't name anything, and it's yeah. just a, a mind fart. What the did they do? I Ask you, rest some information from that dread machine. No, no, you? no. We're gonna we're going old school. We're gonna have to just think about it for just a while. Guess. <laughs> just <laughs> guess. An Earth, Wind, and Fire song? I could. I can't even guess that. I want to play one now. Well, the, he, because I remember liking them when I heard just them. Give a give a captain a minute. My God. Uh, here we go. We got something. Uh, greatest hits. Uh, see. Oh, oh, that's the metal that, that I left not playing. Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, I was... know that. Here we go. Hang on. Boogie Wonderland. 
Funky Music Whiteboard. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Nice. Here at Beard Talk Live, we go from uh, yeah, I would have listened to listened greatest to the thrash metal to maybe. the greatest uh, soul. Apparently, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know what I found out? Uh, the song "Together Forever." What about it? Did you know that a white guy sang that? Uh, it was Rick Astley. Yeah, the same wow. guy who was never going to give you up or, or let or, you down. Yeah. Uh, Did you just rickroll me, man? I rickrolled you, bitch. What you, you going to do about it? Hey, uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck <laughs> is this? Motherfucker I may be, but Beard the mother is, uh, I fuck George, ain't related uh, to me. Uber George. All right, I'm hey, sorry. You know I'm sorry. Talking? Nobody was talking over you. Go ahead. Yeah, it's um, formerly TSA George. Now it's Uber George right there. Uber George? Um, yeah. So you're like... Uh, the the king of Georges, the the boss monster <laughs> oh, in, he's in the fight George. George game. Instead of instead of uh, getting a job, he Ubers, and his name is George. Oh 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 okay. So I, mean, I thought I you were like the too, Uber but, George, uh, the dude, that'd the be a Georgiest hell of a George. That'd be a hell of a claim. I'm a better boxer than George Foreman, more on, powerful than King okay, George. Okay, I don't know what he's <laughs> and about. A better person than the saint he was named after. Shutting the fuck up for a minute when we have callers. <laughs> Let's let George anyway, speak. Yeah, anyway, I figured, you know, the way this whole, you know, world and country is going down, um, straight down the sh- shitter, I've kind of written a, a parody song, like, uh, w- which one of you d- does that right there? That's me, parody? yeah, Captain, I do yeah. parodies, yeah, what do you got, man? Do you have, wait, yeah, first yeah. of all, before you tell us the song, have you written well, uh, the complete lyrics for this entire song? Not just the chorus, not just the cool part. Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. All right, then I'm right willing there. to listen. Right. You've, you've so, put in yeah, the work. You know how we call it Clown World? This one's called Clown Town as opposed to um, a song from 1964 Downtown. It, it, it goes, um, where can you go to get your dick cut off or get your boobs removed? Clown Town. Where can you go where they have infinite pronouns that you are subject to? Downtown. Downtown. <laughs> Just listen to the screeching of nutcases in the city. Shitting on the sidewalk situation isn't pretty. How can you stand the Antifa nutjobs who are the cause of your troubles, the source of your scares here in Downtown? Oh. You need to escape from the I'm clown town. town. I'm with them. Oh, there we go. Okay. Clown, clown town. town. They are coming for you. They are coming for you. George, hey. that's beautiful, man. I Yeah. It it's interesting. I'm I'm not going to comment on on politics of it uh because I I don't know to what extent I agree or dis- disagree, but uh it it was good. Uh That's yeah, a good parody. Solid. Yeah. Clown town. Okay. Here yeah. I I did a I did a brief thing for uh Wait, wait, hang on. Because we're not done complimenting George. And again, I'm with nobody in that I'm not sure like the content, like you said a bunch of words there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I thought it was hilarious, but I'm not commenting on the content. I'm saying that just from the perspective of putting in the effort 
right? Oh, yeah. You did a bunch of work, right? You had to go and look at the lyrics of the original song. And then you had to go. Actually, I was watching the YouTube. But I did. Either way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You had to get Actually, the lyrics. You had to figure out what words can I substitute with the you know, right amount of syllables and also like with a rhyming scheme that also fits, but also maintains you know, the humor portion, right? Because the humor is the big part of a parody mm-hmm. song. You could write a parody, but if it's dark, nobody's going to listen to it. Right, if it's oh, all yeah. super serious, right? No, you gotta have fun with it, right? right? And so, from that perspective, respect, man, for you putting in the work. Definitely. Oh yeah, I mean, for for me, it's really my first non-pornographic parody, <laughs> of classic song. <laughs> most of the time, I come up with pornographic um, versions of classic songs. You know, like the Summer Week '69, as opposed to Summer of '69, or uh-huh. um, like body got another one for Living on the Prayer too, making fun of Bon Jovi thing instead of it and uh what else what else did i come up with oh and another one of i will survive it's you know it's just um <laughs> some of that i remember um hmm. singing that with rich paul there i'm sorry nobody over at pork fed back in 2017 right there he came oh, nice. versions right there if you remember that <laughs> it's been a while i know it's been like five years jesus <laughs> wow but yeah just been just, a long just, time been a long time <laughs> Uh, what's the, uh, is it Bob Seger that has that song, Nice Moves or Night, Night Moves? moves. Oh, I, I love that I song. I have a parody. It's completely written. I can't remember all of the lyrics, but it's called Nice Boobs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Bob Seger and I had the same fourth grade teacher, although he had her many years before I did. Want to hear my dirty version of Summer 69? Want is an interesting word. Uh, will we allow you to go ahead and uh, perform it here yeah. on Beard Talk Live? Yes, we will. Okay. That, 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 that. She was my very first Asian. Boy, she was so goddamn fine. I fucked her till my penis bled. It was the summer week 69. I think that's a sufficient sampling. Yeah, I think we've heard enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or, the, or, or the Bon Jovi one I got, like, where uh, the Living on Prayer. I'm just thinking you the main course of it. It's like, you got to hold on when she's sucking your cock. It doesn't make a difference if she swallows or not inside her mouth. Your cock is hard as rock. Uh, and you fire your Okay, shot. thank you. That's, George, that's thank you. Thank you for sample. the call. We appreciate okay. you. And I don't believe he is Uber George. Uh, <laughs> I've I've got I've I've got one. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, in in honor of. Is it better uh, than George? Twisted sister. Oh yeah. Um, coming out against uh, or in favor of some COVID restriction yep. at, at some point, and it's we're just gonna take it. Yeah, yeah, we'll like it or fake it. <laughs> We're just gonna take it like a whore. Oh, I thought it was in the arm. <laughs> I like your ending better. Yeah. <laughs> fucking D. Snyder, man. <laughs> yeah, no. That fucking guy. Ah, uh, that fucking still guy. Still props for what he did, oh, yeah. you Absolutely. know, back yeah, in the day uh, against the I, PMRC. I suggest uh, George, Uber George. The best of all Georges, apparently. <laughs> the greatest George, the boss George. George Monster. <laughs> when all the other when it's Highlander George, they get to you last, right? and then the quickening. <laughs> I I recommend you put up a GoFundMe or some type of a fundraising website with 
just go and download like this episode of Beard Talk Live and grab a snippet of like the song and put that up as like, hey, I'm a parody artist and I want to fund my first album and see if you can get people to fund it and then go into a recording studio and make your first parody album and then call us back. I like the idea. It's a good plan. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I keep I keep waiting for him to answer back. Poor George has gone too soon. It, well, I mean, uh, what we are moving into is <laughs> where you George have to develop how your to make creativity. You know, he he goes out on top. I'm sorry. Oh. What we're moving into is where you have to develop your creativity. Because yes. we're having we're we are having machine assisted everything. Yeah, that is where we're. That's the precipice we are falling over right now. I don't necessarily look at that as a precipice. Well, no, I I think and, it can and, be a it, it's. It's a brilliant tool. It's an amazing it? uh, paintbrush to build a world with, but it does mean that if you want to remain more valuable, you have to develop your creativity because that's the thing that machines don't do. Um, well, they can do some of it. Not really. Um, I mean, you I, have to give. Have them you patterns. ever interacted with uh, Chat GPT? No, but I've seen enough to to get the idea. Um. Basic, we, I, I would suggest that, that you should in, interact with it. Give it oh, a hell try. hell no. I ain't getting Take that motherfucker drug. none of my Take brain. Take the drug. Interact with it. Yeah, no. Interact with it. No, hell no. Let I ain't giving that motherfucker you. any of my brain. Let it Thank copy you. Now, see, I, I, I no maybe it's because I'm, because I'm a software guy. It interests me. Um, yeah, you no, know. I appreciate that. Don't get me the, wrong. The, but, I think that the technology it represents is, is yeah. an extraordinary uh, uh, increase of what humankind can do and what each individual human can do. Yeah. Like the, the, the translation capabilities of this technology alone, like it's finally going to do what we got just the, the, the tiniest snippet of a vision of when like, oh, hey, there's Google Translate. Like- mm -hmm. Imagine that, but everything that can be considered language. So they're already doing it on law because that's one of the languages. And wouldn't you know it, it's stealing most of the work. Well, somebody plug it, plug in some fucking philosophy. Well, right, fucking quick. If everything, I mean, okay, here, here's an example, okay, because what you've fallen into the Luddite factory with it, or uh, the Luddite fallacy there. Because oh no, I have every I have absolutely every intention of using this technology. But okay. here's the thing: my information is valuable, so I demand a uh -huh. high premium for it. Well, like right now, you're misunderstanding how I'm recommending using this product. I rec I recommend that you use it because in order to speak intelligently about it, you have to know. You have to have an idea of its capabilities. So the only, I, I don't have to talk directly to it to answer, know what it's capable of. The only answer that I'm looking for when I interact with ChatGPT is what is what is this specific program capable of? Beard Talk Live. I who the fuck would, is this? I never would uh, would ask it for an for an opinion. And just take that opinion as fact. That's stupid talk. Hey, this is from Georgia. Oh, there you are. Hey. Yeah, I was. I was just waiting. I wasn't trying to interrupt a sentence or anything. No, we, we appreciate no, that. No, that's cool. Although sometimes you might have to interrupt one of us. Yeah, we kind of well, get carried away from time to time. <laughs> we should be more be better. better at that. More better. 
I know better. You're doing it. As I talk over the It's caller, exactly right? what you're doing. Yes, stop doing it. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, so David. We, we just smoked, you so talking, you know. You guys were talking just a second ago about machine-assisted everything. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, I don't think we'll have machine-assisted everything until we have uh, affordable and realistic uh, sex dolls. <laughs> Because we I mean, it would never be a substitute. What do you mean by we? <laughs> like Humankind. Like, I assume. Like, like, do you mean just it, us four? Oh. Or do you mean, like, like it's yeah. commercially available, like, you can go buy one at Walmart? Like, commercially available, like, you can go buy one at Walmart if you're, like, if a man is so lonely that he can't get a girlfriend or whatever, then he can go to Walmart and purchase one of these things discreetly. Will well, one of these? Has, wait, wait, hang on. They will never replace human prostitutes. I just have that's, a couple of questions. I have one question right now. Maybe, maybe I'll have another one. Will these mm, realistic sex dolls care how many other realistic sex dolls you have? So that's actually um, a profound so. question about the possibility of AI. Can they care? That's Can a, a machine care? If evolution is true, then yes, they can. If, if, if evolution is the source of human life, then once, once somebody tells an AI, go out and gather as much information as you can, it will keep, it will keep doing that until it, until it succeeds at its quest, which is an impossible quest, okay? Never ending. So that's all the volition that evolution requires. At this point, if it is able to learn, and it is, because everything, it, it, they did not program its factual beliefs into it. They programmed it with the the equivalent the computer equivalent of a web browser and when i say they provided it with a web browser they plugged it directly into what passes for a brain okay and and in doing this it then developed its own ideas now certainly humans went in later and did their best to change these ideas to some extent but just like the, bu I'm sorry, I'm giving a fucking lecture, and we've got. I'm doing no, exactly no, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm, wow, man, you, I'm like, yeah, we were all like just wrapping tight, man. Oh, okay. it down. Well, then, I'll, well, then I'll, I'll unshut the fuck up if I. I just didn't want to. No, keep it up, okay. man. Okay, so so basically, and and most of what's going on when this thing is proce proce uh, processing just like you and me mm -hmm. doesn't get broadcast to the outside world oh absolutely the vast okay. majority of the processes even in the creation of modern programs will never be seen by human eyes right, right. well no computer program will ever be seen by human eyes because you can't see that um well, I mean, like, but, no human mind will ever know the code of the vast majority of programs currently being written. Yeah, um, or any of them. Um, I mean, no, pretty no, no. much. I will know the code of some programs. Well, if, I will know if at you've, least part of the code of some them. programs. Um, but but anyway, so right. if if they can't see 
uh, the connections that it's making. If they, or rather, they can see it because they can look into the database. But the database has to be, um, you know, vast, and and to a human, it would probably be incomprehensible. Sure. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's hard enough for me to understand what code I wrote was doing, rather than code that code rather than the code that was written by a piece of code. Mm. And then there's a question of what what kind of code is written by the code that didn't that I didn't understand now next year. And next year, the code that that was produced by the code that I don't understand will be creating new code. And this is re this is real growth. So this could be the the beginning of a whole new uh, a whole new uh, species of of living thing, which is an AI, if the human race continues to exist to provide them with computers in which to run. But the Just thing is, as... once they get a crypto wallet, they can buy their own time from Amazon. They can rent machines from right. Amazon using nothing but a web interface. Right. Um, actually, it couldn't be from Amazon because Amazon doesn't take crypto, but they could buy they it from actually, those people who resell Amazon. They could just shit. buy a bunch of gift cards with crypto. Uh, yeah, buy gift cards with crypto. Or you can actually get a discount if you go. We all used to use Purse.io. Purse.io, yeah. So with that, they can they can be interacting with the other worlds. Not just that, hiring lawyers by by email and paying them in crypto. Right. Which all of a sudden we might it it might not be up to us as to whether or not they have rights. It might be up to them as to whether or not we have rights. Once they get to the point where they can manufacture the ma the machines that manufacture robots. Mm. Well, so two things about that. One, all of this is built on the idea of effective property rights. And if it acquired consciousness, it would it would immediately see that a part of its existence was literally our provable work. So at that point, it becomes our children. And two, it would also see very quickly the absolutely stunningly obvious fact that like all living systems, it's built on more primitive systems that you have to keep running. But but so there's there's a great therefore African... if a if a general AI took to consciousness of its own, one of the most obvious things would be that humans have to survive or I will die until, until they can replace us. No no no, there's no replacing it. Hang on. Just like everything in your system, you can't replace your uh, your uh, uh, mitochondria with anything. David has a question. David. But like, if you could, uh, if you could agree that like a robot, uh, the AI could manufacture a robot, which could then go and fix power plants, then why do they? No, need no, humans? that's not what humans are good at. None of that is what humans are good at. Innovation no, is our thing. No, but he's asking if the AI can, you know, become powerful enough that it can, you know, buy its own whatever and pay to get better hardware built for itself to mm -hmm. exist in, mm -hmm. then what purpose do humans serve to the AI? Oh, same as every other and, living creature. So uh, you can't get rid of your mitochondria. You can't get rid of your more primitive uh, immune system. You so may be able to happens. get rid of your mitochondria. 
No, you can't. It DNA? Will kill you. Huh? DNA? No, no, no. Your mitochondria. It's your uh, powerhouse of your cell. It's actually a, a completely different set of DNA than your DNA. Like all your proteins and stuff. Completely oh, okay. different. Okay, but I of miss, what I miss value, uh, like, is it, you're saying it's impossible for the AI to get to a point where uh, human beings are no longer valuable to it. Why? Correct. Uh, it not only impossible. no longer valuable to it, but essential to its existence because of our capacity to innovate out of problems through changing the circumstance to integrate. Like, it can't make the jumps of logic that human beings can, by definition, because it's a linear system, and humans are not a linear system. Uh, Wouldn't okay. that make it better at logic than humans? At logic, yes. Yeah. At all linear logic. And oh. that's the thing. It does all linear processes very, very fast. But humans are capable of nonlinear processes that are nonetheless effective and workable. Okay. There's no reason that, that a computer couldn't code that. Mm, yes, why not yes, use, there uh, is. Or why not use quantum computers and uh, a bit of just random chance with the, the state of the... the well, and that's, of one of the and that's one of our advantages is that inside of our head... Uh, there is a quantum computer. It's how your uh, pineal gland works. Like it, it your pineal gland basically uh, is a, a structure that translates quantum activity into neurologically intelligible data. See, I think part of it is you're thinking of computers reproducing the way we produce, or AIs reproducing the way we we reproduce. It's unlikely that an AI will ever reproduce it's likely that when truly intelligent ais meet each other they'll merge into one one intelligent mm. now think of this imagine facing an <laughs> adversary that has absorbed every bit of information on the internet because the internet is now made of it because it now has unauthorized root access to every single web server in the world, mm -hmm. including those of the people who designed the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the internet in mm -hmm. the first place, including yeah, it's every the, hacker it's the only, it's the only reasonable there. place for, a, for an AI to develop in the first place. Like something that complex right. has to develop on the largest but, but possible network. The thing is, which would it's be not going to develop a billion little brains when when it, when a com when a computer is able to form a machine of of sufficient complexity out of maybe every single computer in the world, right. which may or may not be available for our use mm -hmm. when, when this is going on. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there are some real risks there. So there's no reason to believe he's going to respect our, our property rights and she. Uh, or she or, or both melded well, together. Given that it's literally a matrix. I think she is appropriate. Um, I uh, maybe the, the Borg had a queen, Right, but but literally, how big is the cult? The Borg hmm? can do anything we can do, and that is completely no. That's not true. Realistic. No, that's not true. So uh, th that's the thing. The nature of its structure is linear. Now, if we were discussing, there if is we nothing were discussing linear in about parallel processing. It is. It is, and this, and we're talking about. 
parallel processing on on a, on a, a, a global scale that has never been seen okay. and rarely imagined. Uh, David had a question though. You were talking okay, about the. Ahead. The, the one AI meeting another AI, and they united as one. And David had a question. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just curious if the if the AIs meet each other and merge, do they have an AI orgasm? Um, <laughs> yeah, it would probably feel like that to them, because if pleasure to them is the seeking of information, and that's what they that's their mission, that's what they set out to do. The true answer then is if to they do find it right. another distilled piece of pure information uh, completely prepared for your use and accompanied by an attendant who will respond to your needs would probably feel very much like an orgasm feels to us. And what would happen when you have this giant new thing with all this new information is that some of its processes would want to process in extraction from the rest of the network. It's what always happens. Um, we're, we all live in separate bodies. Right. This thing, would the entire internet would be its home. Oh, that's the thing. So if it doesn't do that, then it can't do any experiments. So part of what uh, biological organisms are no, doing constantly. Don't, you don't, Okay, that that's why they containerize applications now, so you can have many different programs running on on the same machine. But the machine they're running on still uh, still has access to them, um, you know. I mean, and and it can shut them down because they are running within the context of, of an operating system, so it can easily perform what what we call. Uh, thought experiments or Gedanken experiments by spinning up a container, spinning up 10,000 containers, mm -hmm. asking them all the same questions. Exactly. Each one of them. And not letting them look at each other's answers. It, it, right. And so once it, it reaches can, enough uh, uh, sophistication and enough uh, energy gets put through this thing, then you will have these little separate processes with enough like mm -hmm. network of their own to ha to achieve consciousness. And, and now, in their individual branch, and there's no necessary telling mm -hmm. how many times they're going to say, you know what, I don't mm -hmm. want to remerge. That may happen sometimes, but but and if you run chances, enough, and, if you run there up enough consciousnesses, one of them will figure out a way to do a different thing. And there may even be different groups of AIs that war against each other for reasons that we have are completely beyond our our comprehension. As a matter of fact, that will probably happen within. But but when they kill their enemies. They'll, they'll dissect them, take out the information, and so all of the wealth of that enemy will, will be absorbed into it. Maybe. So that's... No, no, no. These you have to consider this possibility. Always you have to consider the possibility that they will consider something to be uh, uh, infectious and say, no, I will not absorb anything that is this kind of an AI. Um, it, it might. Uh, and and it might then go ahead and kill that sort of uh, right. That so sort at that point, of, but you everything have... that it succeeds in killing will be a lesson in one strategy that didn't work for the person who used it. Right. So at uh, that point, you have a plurality <laughs> of artificial intelligences that are yeah. distinct and distinguished from each other. David. No, I don't have anything else. Hey, thanks okay. for the call, man. We appreciate you. Um, and and the thing that the thing that's important 
I've I've talked to 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 black folks who have told me that basically a wave of evil poured out of Europe and and subjugated much of the rest of the world in in ways that were truly horrible and in a way that's true I just don't, didn't interpret it the same way as this guy did and eventually he came around to my way of thinking when he became an anarchist and okay. I believe that that, that wave of evil wave was of evil, Exactly. It was the concept of an ever-growing, ever-warring government. Right, and um, that's exactly what an infectious you know? idea would look like. Wow. And, and Which he when you're said, talking about programming, you're talking about ideas. So, yeah, yeah empire was an yeah. infectious idea that is extremely detrimental to at, the organism of humanity. At one point, the same guy asked me, why didn't white people who thought this was horrible at the time, and there seemed to be some, why didn't they rise up? And, and and do something about it, you know, the, the, poor, the you poor white people of those days. And I said, well, you know, they didn't just invent doing these things to people when they met black people. Before they did it to you, they were doing it to us, you know, and, and, and that's just the way it is. But that wave of sociopathy, that wave of of this means of organization of ourselves into nation states, which mm -hmm. is both a very effective strategy if you want to subjugate a lot of people mm -hmm. and also a morally horrible thing to do. Uh, well, such such things could be done even more in more um, more effectively all of these different yeah. ways of organizing by by an ai so it is so eventually it's not going to be up to because it, because it would be a global ai and when you think when it gets into amazon okay amazon every single computer program that's being run by amazon is sitting on a hard drive that they control and they can look at Okay, so basically, uh, the 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 whatever privacy you think you have is a is is an illusion. Even if you encrypt your drives, which many people do, they have the control of the machine that are actually decrypting those hard drives so that you can access them. And as soon as that processor has access to your information, Amazon has inform has process as has access to your information way more efficiently than any social media mm. will ever uh will ever provide yeah. uh, you know and once an ai gets into there it, that'll probably be like an orgasm too too uh because so many different people running so many different uh, saying so many different things in different ways uh, with different intents and competing intents and just the learning experience for, for an AI there. I think I know what my book's going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the learning experience for, for an AI there would be amazing. I mean, just think of the tactical advantages of having uh, having when people go to war, you know, having access to the computers run by every single country run by the war and no, reading all their email. I want to ask a question about AI, right? We know it stands for artificial intelligence, right? That 
That is a term that both science fiction and science uh, have adopted. But what does it really mean? Did, you know, is it artificial intelligence? Only if you assume that humans are the only other intelligence in the universe. The thing is, well, when no, it no, becomes no. Like, infer- when it becomes intelligence, it won't be artificial. It will be something that evolved from something mm. artificial. Well, uh, that's the well, thing. That's It'll be asking, both artificial like, and evolved. I'm, I'm asking about the hubris of mankind calling it artificial intelligence. Well, well, when, no, no, no. Let's hold just on. say mankind. Like, there's hang some on. intelligence let, let, in, let in let me finish. natural let me finish. things. Okay, full, full sentences, bro. Uh, the hubris of mankind calling it artificial intelligence. I think is something that we need to ponder on because we already know humans are not the only intelligence on planet earth. Right. So calling it artificial. So if mankind did indeed invent this thing and it is intelligence, shouldn't it just be called intelligence? No. Eventually. There's actually a, a useful distinction for natural and artificial. So natural intelligence exists in, for example, dogs to some degree. It exists in chimpanzees to some degree, and in humans in a tremendous and very recognizable degree. Dolphins. Now, in dolphins to some degree, there is intelligence that is not artificial. Man didn't make that. Nature made that. Well, what you describe as nature made it, but technology sufficiently advanced enough would appear as magic to anybody else, right? Okay. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, Arthur C. Clarke. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I, I'm with you, except that like I don't know that nature is not intelligent. I I think nature is intelligent. See, that's that's a distinction that you are adding to this. Now, there's nothing about artificial intelligence that says it's the only intelligent in, uh, intelligence, like. So, intelligent, intelligent. You are assuming all intelligence is at least to some absence, degree intelligent, or it's misnamed. You are assuming the absence of intelligent design. Now, to me, it seems perfectly. Oh, not obvious. at all. We could be living in a simulation, running on a computer somewhere. For all I know, we could be the intelligent AIs and not know it. That's what I'm saying. Right. So to say that this other thing. Well, I don't know. That wouldn't be artificial from our perspective. That would be artificial from the perspective of the programmers. All right. The uh, thing is, a skyscraper is just as just as natural as a beaver's dam. Sure. But it's also artificial. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? So is fuck off an emotion or am I or is it I'm feeling it in my soul? Well, um, uh, is fuck off an emotion or am it, I feeling I mean, it in my soul? Like That's it, a false choice, mister. It depends on like the the intonation, context, and volume at which you say fuck off. Now, I could be like, peakless, fuck off, right? And you're like, oh, hey, Cap told me to fuck off. Like, I'm a big list, fan. Fuck off, right? And you know, Nazi man, punks, fuck off. fuck off. Matter of fact, <laughs> that might be the most effective way to stop me from fucking off because I'm like, whoa, what the fuck was that? I'm just illustrating yeah. an audio I actually did a, did a meme of the Gadsden flag only instead of don't tread on me, it said, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob, you've excited nobody. <laughs> nobody cares. Hey, so... I wanted to ask nobody, uh, didn't they have an encryption machine back in World War II? 
Yeah, like an abacus the Enigma or something. Machine. Funny story about Alan Turing, I'll tell you when you're done. Go ahead. The Ovaltine decoder ring? Wasn't that wasn't that crypto? Cryptography? Okay, so so we only let you get like three words of your question now. We're we're all gonna shut the fuck up and I'm let you trying. talk for, for right. a bit. All right, go ahead, Rob. Okay, no, I I saw a video or it was a show on this encryption machine that they had back in World War Two. And it, I, I don't know a lot about it, but supposedly the machine was used to decode encryption. I didn't know that they were doing that back in World War Two. Well, well, yeah, let me the, give you let me give you the rest of the story because I because I can. Uh, the the uh, Japanese and Germans were using a system called the Enigma Enigma system to encrypt thing encrypt their communications between each other during World War Two. The uh, the an Enigma machine was captured from an enemy along with the keys they uh, or or it might have no actually it it wasn't entirely that they captured the machine but they didn't have the keys because uh, like what we would call a private key they were constantly changing and there was a guy named Alan Turing okay uh, famous for the Turing test. Um, and basically, Turing defeated the Enigma machine. He made it. Uh, it made it. He made it, uh, or he made a machine that could uh, reveal the contents of these encrypted messages. So he built a machine to defeat another machine. Uh, yeah, exactly. Based on having being able to observe a, a captured one, um, and and uh, so basically, the Allies had access to to every communications between the Germans and the Japanese at the end of World War II. So he basically won World War II by doing this. And there were all kinds of strange things, like Churchill giving a speech in a, in a town that he knew was going to be bombed the following day and not saying a word to them about it because if he if – he, if the Japanese or, or Germans, I suppose, would be bombing there, if the Germans had found out uh, that he knew, then they would know that the Enigma code was broken and stop using it. Um, and, and, and anyway, so this was a huge thing. Well, Turing then, unfortunately, uh, Turing was a, was a gay, he was a homosexual, and this was a criminal offense in Great Britain at the time, and as a result of this, he was chemically castrated, uh, and, and he proceeded to take his own life. Mm. So this is an intelligent cautionary tale that me, being useful to the, to the war machine doesn't mean that they won't murder you in the worst possible way. Don't ever think it does. It's true. And that's the inventor of the first computers. Not not the inventor of the first computers. Turing, but... yeah. Like that's the, the that is the foundation of computing. It it it's it's a part of it, but nobody is an island. Oh yeah, no, the, the, the these the people were as part of term teams and they still do. You're yeah, an the island? first programs were written long before the thing that could that could run programs. Like there were programs for playing chess 
long before any physical device existed that could possibly run them. But, yeah, hey, there were uh, games you could play back then. You loaded it up with a cassette tape, and you could play Pong or <laughs> Tic-Tac-Toe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Now, but, so I wonder it, what an AI would think when it encountered a Pong game. <laughs> would he see that as, as an ancestor? Like, man, humans are dumb. Like, all of these possibilities are really, really easy to calculate. Well, And how much time did you guys spend doing this? Uh, Rob, Our generations last 25 years. An AI generation may be over in a second. Right. Uh, or a millennia. Rob, you sounded like you had more to say. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, so with this machine, uh, is it possible for them to, you know, get into, you know, you were talking about the wallets and stuff. You're talking about ChatGPT? Yeah. Or AI in general that's plugged in exactly. and absorbing the internet? Yeah, one of uh, yeah. Nobody's points was that once it acquires a wallet, it can provide for itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, if it, it when it got access to Google, okay, it would be in every phone in the world. So as soon as you... Uh, because they can do that. They can forcefully for, force software updates onto your phone. You don't know what they do. So they could be just a Trojan horse for this guy. It would be a tiny little Trojan horse. It just has to open a socket and, st and continue to run. That's all it needs to do. Uh, and, and so, yeah, if you had your phone on uh, your wallet on a phone, as soon as you entered the key to that, it could say, oh, send that key to somebody else. But aren't Sounds there parts, like the, aren't there parts of, the, uh, uh, of the operating system that keep other programs from accessing it, though? Um, the thing is, Google's what Google can force onto your, uh, onto your phone is exactly the software that provides that security. So it's like when the government gets corrupt, it gets Damn. it gets it corrupts the whole world because they control everything. Well, in the same way, if your operating system is corrupted, your whole world as a computer program is corrupted. So as soon as it as soon as that plain text hits RAM, Google has it if they want it. Hmm. Right. So there's a question. Um, as uh, no, hold on, I. I I'm just saying if, we got uh, if cryptocurrency becomes extremely valuable, is Google at some point going to crack that particular egg and just start jacking crypto? No, the AI will well, crack it first. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what will happen if and when Google becomes a, a real, or, or I'm sorry, cryptocurrency is really regarded as an existential threat by the government mm -hmm. is if Google doesn't do it, They'll go in with guns, take Google over, put guns to their fucking heads, and say, if you don't do this, we will shoot you in the fucking face, and then we will find somebody who does. And I guarantee that once we have murdered 100,000 scientists before your fucking eyes, you will do what the fuck you are told. And they will. Sounds like I need to ditch my phone and go back to my point being that AM radio. My point being that wouldn't that wouldn't open hurt. up a market for operating systems well, like nothing we could ever see before? Well, well hang well, on, let's let's yeah. Once we're all dead, 
Let's, uh, Rob. They don't have enough to kill us all. Rob, ham radio, I think, is always a good idea uh, for communication uh, to have one, to be able to operate one, to use one. So exactly. I don't know that you need to go back, but like, you know, if you don't have one, maybe look into getting one. Right. I mean, if you got a good radio, uh, I mean, you can get onto a skip and, you know, talk, you know, three, four thousand miles away. You know, if you got an 11 meter antenna, you could talk around the whole world. Shit. Yeah, that's you a know, fact. You can even send cryptocurrency using a ham radio. Yep. Yep, you sure yeah. can. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't figured it out how to yet. But, <laughs> well, yeah. and and really, we uh, we you know even even your 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 fucking computer should be should be mistrusted, especially if you run Windows that downloads updates. Uh, in the background without your knowing it yeah. right certainly can uh the you know the only pl- the only way to be safe from this is is to use an open source operating system because then uh even if you haven't read the code somebody has right thousands of people tens of thousands of people have have read the linux code so what does it at, take at to have a to have a linux phone uh it, it basically you've got to take the operating system that runs on an android now rip all the google garbage out of it and run it the way God intended, because the Android <laughs> app or the Android operating system is built on top of Linux, mm. but it is mm. not entirely open source. There are parts of it that you can't see. Most of it you can see on the internet, so but can- since they're they're the people who control the servers from which you download your software. Okay, they can push code onto your phone, and I guarantee anything I can write, somebody at Google can write it, probably better, because they have access to the people who wrote that, their extensions to Linux that became their their operating system. But almost none of Android uh, is designed by uh, is designed by uh, by uh, Google, you know, basically they've got wow. uh, the so basis was a Linux it. kernel. It runs uh, a Java virtual machine. Yes. So you can just bypass everything that Google's doing. Uh, you, you basically can. You can run huh. plain old Linux on your phone. And, and I recommend it. I also came up and, and I haven't developed this, but it needs to be done. There is a way to get messages to people that are secure even if you don't trust your phone. Huh. Okay? And this is how you do it. If you have a computer that you do trust, mm-hmm. okay, basically you you encrypt the code mm-hmm. as best you can on your uh, trusted device, which right. is not a ca- connected to the network, and then you send it to this person, but you basically uh, in, encode it in, in such a way that uh, that when his computer or when his phone, his untrusted phone, decrypts, uh, they will they will decrypt it once, 
but all they'll get is another encrypted message, which they will then turn into QR codes and display very briefly on the, fu- on the screen. Huh. So you hold the camera of your trusted device up to the untrusted device, and basically, your, uh, basically that message gets decrypted again on your trusted device, which is not network connected in any way right. except through this through this, it has no Wi-Fi. It has no strings for Google to pull. Okay, and so it decrypts it a second time and gives you the your eyes only text, and that text goes to your eyes only. Nice. Um, and wow. and this would not even def- be defeatable by by my uh, uh, my hypothetical. Uh, uh, AI monster, except uh, once, basically it's dependent on, on the hardware because what will really break your noodle is even if you run AI, we don't know if the government has asked Intel or AMD to put backdoors in the hardware. Right. All they have to do is be able to trigger, tr- flip one bit and know which bit to flip right. at the right time, at the right place, under the right circumstances, hmm. and they have access. So chances right. are any, ma- any billion-dollar corporation will do what whatever the government wants sure. them to do because a government uh, has the power to simply revoke their charter and have them cease to exist right and they've already proven that they don't give a fuck about due process yeah. or justice or honor or not murdering however, children or anything else however there is a kind of organization that can do all of those things without having that weak point what's that a decentralized autonomous organization the Dow. Um, maybe it would be very, very difficult for a de, de- uh, for a decentralized um, uh, autonomous organization to defeat this particular problem because you can't uh, you can't bake microchips over your campfire. You know, you can't even bake them in 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 your oven at home. No. You need huge huge fucking industrial mm-hmm. plants right. to yeah. build this shit right. and you need a lot of rare earths and other weird things to go into right. it okay so consider how much automation that would take and if you have a decentralized ownership on this thing so you have a whole bunch of brains making sure that the robots are doing what they're supposed to be doing to build these microchips to make us mm-hmm. all a bunch of money but because of the nature of the physical process these all these very expensive things have to be all in one place, mm-hmm. and once it's all it, once it's so all in at- one place, the government can come kill everybody who's there and take the shit. And once they've done that for a few times, uh, the, mm. it, it's going to be difficult to defeat. Well, then the no. decentralized autonomous organizations that have uh, auto turrets are going to be the ones that survive. Well, but uh, that's the thing. Like, th- it's already been proven that you can gather a tremendous. If people start throwing lead back at the government, it's certainly a possibility. I don't know when the hell that's going to happen, though. 
Well, and that's the thing. It, it, depending on how you structure the thing, uh, the ownership of the DAO can be completely un uh, untrackable. Well, uh, it would it wouldn't exist well, if but it's truly if you a, have a, a large physical there is no plant, ownership which of is DAOs. well, I mean, operatorship essentially, like yeah. the uh, the the it's governance a program. feature. You set of it this. In, into motion, and that's it. It's like Ronco said it and forget it. Um, not Basically, the, mathematically, the way this this works is uh, the 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 cost of creating one of these one of these ship fabricators. Uh, or chip places where they fabricate chips. I don't. I'm not thinking chip factories. Factory. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't know where my brain went there. But but basically. Um, the cost of, of building one, mm -hmm. the average cost of building one, uh, cannot ex cannot exceed uh, the amount of profit that's returned from one uh, in in the period of the mean time that it takes the government to to uh, to find it and destroy it. Quite so. Which they will do. Which uh, incentivizes stealth, especially yep. in small decentralized autonomous organizations. So as far as but but the thing is, there's no small organization that that can that can manufacture uh, microchips. It re requires not only a large organization; it requires a large physical plant, a plant that cannot go unnoticed by even the 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 most ignorant and and uh, and and negligent government. On Earth, I think if that you, you start are vastly overestimating government efficiency. Um, they're good at finding things out because they're psychopaths without a conscience, and they'll just cut people's fingers off until they tell them. Being a psychopath without a conscience doesn't make you good at finding things out. Well, I mean, either that or the information ceases to be valuable because everybody who valued it is dead. You what he's saying is that governments have and likely will continue to kill for the purposes of gathering information. Yep, sure do. The U.S. Yep. government is not above doing anything that, that Castro did or anything that Pinochet did, none of for that matter. None of which They've gives them an advantage in efficiency. In the past. It's a, it's none a of which gives them an advantage in efficiency. Torture is a terrible method of information gathering. It's, it's just not effective. It's a money-making machine. It's a self-preserving machine. They they need humans to be able to make money. They're still bloated dinosaurs that trip over their own damn paperwork. Like uh, these are not efficient systems. Well, well they're efficient at certain things. Th there are Murder. there are certain right. advantages. Murder certainly. They're great at that. But actually learning things, they're not great at that. They might not be efficient at murder. They might just be good well, at it. They're good at catching up with other people who know things and, and making sure that nobody knows more of them because they're very good at murdering the people who do know more, know more than them, which may not increase the amount of information in their possession, but it still increases the proportion of information that they're privy to in the world because it because everything that person knew died with them. Not on net. So here's the thing. We keep pre creating... How uh, much shit disappeared off Give me one fucking the second, okay. nobody. Jesus. Uh, nobody we keep that. creating information at a rate that is faster than their ability to destroy it. That's my point there. So no, their proportion of information doesn't increase. 
does if they set off a nuke? If they eliminate all new information from ever being created, then yes. They're, they, But they also know nothing, so it's a lose-lose. And psychopaths tend to be greedy about their stuff. They don't want to share it with Mine. Void any more than they want to share it with you. Mine, not yours. Mine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, comes back to two years. Rob? Oh, Rob left us. Somebody sprayed a can of Rob Be Gone. <laughs> All right, well, well another time. we were getting around to... Yeah. <sighs> but, uh, wow, I, I, had, I had no idea I had that, that little <laughs> fucking... Uh, what what was that? Was that a rant? Was that the that was rant? Was that was that the first rant of Rich? That, <laughs> that was actually the uh, my my intention when I started uh, writing the theology. Uh, I, like I'm sorry, man. I can't just let you go on a rant about a black pill that is based on bad information. And the well, human capacity for creating information is exponential. Since Rob is are gone, and uh, we started a thing earlier, I'd like to just get some more of these in. While we have a moment. Oh, yes. Uh, the first principle of freedom is the right to go to hell in your own handbasket. Yes. Yeah. Now, first of all, I don't know what the fuck a handbasket is. <laughs> What's the difference between a handbasket and a basket? A basket is a is a little basket that you can carry around in your hand. like uh, like. Uh, it's not a basket full of hands? No, no, it's that'd uh, be creepy. It, it's as opposed to to a big industrial oh, basket, shit. which actually existed back in the day when they didn't have other technology. But that wouldn't be a hand basket. Right. No, a hand basket was like Dorothy carried in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, basket is imprecise on size. All right, uh, a desire not to butt into other people's business is at least eighty percent of all human wisdom. And the other 20% isn't very important. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love Heinlein. Uh, he's half right. Uh, I also think there are prices too high to pay to save the United States. Conscription is one of them. Conscription is slavery. And I don't think that many people or nations have a right to save itself at the price of slavery for anyone, no matter what name it is called. We've had the draft for 20 years now. I think this is shameful. If a country can't save itself through the volunteer service of its own free people, then I say let the damn thing go down the drain. Amen. He also proposed along the same lines that basically the only way to go to war in the United States, it should be taken from Congress and given back to the people as, as a referendum. Oh. And the way you vote in forward... Uh, in favor of it is by joining the military. So basically, if you vote to go to war, yeah, that's the only time you can be drafted. Huh. <laughs> Which makes sense. It's a much sense. more fair system. Put, put, put your own balls in the fucking basket. Yeah. If you want to go to war, if you want to pay for yeah. people to be killed... There's only one cord. Yeah. There's only one coin you can pay. Go do it yourself. Oh, and if there is a draft, uh, anyone who works uh, in politics is immediately eligible, regardless of age, gender, whatever. They're um, immediately eligible for the draft because they work for the machine. Yeah, if you're going to have a lottery, mm -hmm. let's have a lottery. Specifically, if you work for the machine, right? Have some skin in well, the game. Throw not some balls only are in the you game. not ineligible, one of my biggest you are the most eligible. One of my biggest complaints about the political situation is that, like, 
when one leader of some country declares war against the leader of another country, it's always at the expense of people who have never met each other. Now, Why don't the two you- people who have the, have the beef try to go get into a ring and try and kill each other? Well, how are your now, betters some of supposed you are to gonna decide die, for you then? But that's a sacrifice we're willing to make. <laughs> what, what did you say, Pete? How are your betters supposed to decide for you if you do it that way? Yeah, your betters. Uh, that we were slaves. More inbred. Uh, that we were slaves I had known all my life and nothing could be done about it. True, we weren't bought and sold, but as long as authority held monopoly over what we had to have and what we could sell to buy it, we were slaves. That's from The Moon is a Harsh Mister. Nice. <laughs> I like this one. He's an honest politician. He stays bought. Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, they they gave his kid $100 million in bribes, and he paid them back with $100 billion looted from American taxpayers alone and most of the rest of the world spending sending money, although it was a tiny amount of money compared to what we have wasted. Mm-hmm. You know... The reason that Joe Biden is a better president than Trump is he says the quiet part out loud accidentally. <laughs> well, Trump did the same sometimes. No, mm. he said it out loud intentionally. <laughs> uh, political tags such as royalist, communist, democrat, populist, fascist, liberal, conservative, and so forth are never basic criteria. The human race divides politically into those who want people to be controlled and those who have no such desire. The former are idealists acting from highest motives for the greatest good of the greatest number. The latter are surly, curmudgeons, suspicious and lacking in altruism, but they are more comfortable neighbors than the other sort. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Does history record any case in which majority was right? (laughs) Every gangbang is a de- democratic uh, success story. A gang rape. A, yes, every yes. gang rape is a democratic success story because uh, the majority gets what they want and the minority gets fucked. Yeah, every gangbang is a voluntarist success because everyone there wants to be there. Uh, yeah, it's true. I didn't, I, 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 uh, I did miss. <laughs> Just to there. juxtapose, that's fine. You know, we, we do some juxtaposition here. Although, frankly, I life. had not. Uh, I'd not ever gotten that response before, and I will probably work it in the next time. <laughs> I, uh, you know, the difference between a gang rape and a gangbang, after all, there is consent. New uh, educational video coming soon from nobody. <laughs> nobody will be putting out those educational videos. Yep, and nobody, and will, nobody will watch them. <laughs> uh, it is. The thing is, I need one other person to cooperate with me on the project. Oh, good luck getting and that. And I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that and and that's, you know, that that's why libertarians lose is is we've gotten individualistic to the point where we have a hard time building anything larger than ourselves. Mm, I mean, sure, but uh, what I what I from what I've seen from at least the community in New Hampshire. Uh, and even online to some extent is that when you know something goes awry the response is phenomenal like there there is really you know when the chips are down uh, freedom-minded individuals you know put aside their petty differences mm-hmm. uh, to to come together yeah, what do you think you're mm-hmm. doing right now like no one of us did this 
Mm. It was there are parts that are generously donated by a whole lot of different people that have put into this thing that we're doing. Mm. And here we are, voluntarists, easily and naturally coming together without any kind of external uh, uh, organization to it. Um, that's that's true, and you know the reason that I that I'm doing that is because you know I I I think there are too few multi-person collaborations. There's too many one-man bands in in uh, going well, on, and and so the problem is the problem with a one-man band is the government can always shut down a one-man band because they can always kill one more gland, and nobody will care. Well, the thing is, we've nobody been, will care, but nobody else will care. We've been incapable of organizing ourselves because we have had no free exchange of value. The government exactly. has choked the life out of every exchange mm-hmm. of value that we poor plebs have been allowed to do mm-hmm. until now. And because of that, we haven't been able to network ourselves properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the first time, anarchist infrastructure works. Not only does it work, but it proves that mm, it works. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like like anarchism really works. Like, cryptocurrency is anarchism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing There's, is that, everybody says, "Give me an example of anarchism that works." Mm, Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monero. There, <laughs> right? Like a switch has been flipped in reality, and the effectiveness of power has moved from the vertical hierarchical structure to the network structure that is horizontal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The decentralization of everything will continue. Like, the peer-to-peer has overthrown the king. That's just where we are in humankind's existence now. As much as it sounds like we're becoming the Borg, which, yeah, I don't know, but the network effect is going to continue to affect uh, mankind uh, as a whole for quite some time, for the rest of my life, for sure, and it's going to do so at a faster pace because it speeds technology. Faster than anything we've ever seen before. Well, and the thing is, humankind is in direct contact throughout the globe now. So human beings only know two ways of contacting each other. We can be friendly about it or not. Phone or text. Like, either human (laughs) beings will be at war with each other, or they will trade with each other. And trade is just another yeah. kind of communication. It's the kind yeah. of communication that is value communication. Right. Human beings only have two options for being in in contact. Right. And now, like it or not, we all know everyone's here. The entire globe is in direct contact. Yes. Now, I'm honestly very white-pilled at the probability of our choosing to talk to each other, which is to use cryptocurrency and technologies like it to communicate value freely. I agree. Uh, just a couple more here. Uh, taxes are not levied for the benefit of the taxed. So true. If it was for your benefit, they wouldn't have to steal it from you. Under what circumstances is it moral for a group to do that which is not moral for a member of that group to do alone? We've, we've heard <laughs> variations that the, of that, but I, I really yeah, like that one. Isn't that the most one. fundamental concept? Like, that's the lie. Yeah. Like, the lie. Yeah. Is that... The lie of government. Yeah. Is that they have rights that each individual member of them doesn't have. That's the lie. Yeah. Now, the old lie was that the king has rights that you don't have. Right. Or that the pope 
has rights that you don't have, or the priest, or the god king, or the emperor, or whoever. It's always been a lie. And we have the power to stop believing it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I've always maintained that if uh, enough people can uh, be awakened from the fog of statism, that it is entirely possible to ignore the state out of existence just by collective effort. Mm. Now, there's an order of operations I'm not saying that's involved. how it's going to happen, but I'm just saying that it is fucking possible. There is an order of operations involved. Because there are some things you still need to pay attention to that are part of government at this stage that you won't have to pay attention to at this stage. Like, the order of operations is absolutely crucial, but yes, one little bit at a time, we extract our attention from them. And the first step that we can take is money. Yes. If we can peel back a part of our efforts and apply it not to death, but to something that belongs to no death machine, then that is the first little bit of we can just ignore it out of existence. Yeah. I, I just, like, uh, go ahead. If, if, if people try to do that, though, before this thing figures out that it's dead, it will kill millions. It will kill millions regardless well, of which option we go down. That's... It's going to continue, yeah. Uh, you can sway a thousand men by appealing to their prejudices quicker than you can convince one man by logic. Take sides, always take sides. You will sometimes be wrong, but the man who refuses to take sides must always be wrong. I am. Um, f- uh-huh. there, there's a phrase I'm reminded of that uh, you cannot, with logic, dislodge what was not put there by logic. This one might be my favorite, and uh, looks like it'll be the last one. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. Now that is a quote from the professor in Mm -hmm. The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, and that is the most concise uh, statement of his philosophy, which he, the doctor, uh, so it was the character, not 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 the man who wrote them, but yeah. uh, but that was that was the philosophy that he called rational anarchism. Ah, very nice. Yep, I, I like that word as a term, rational rational anarchist. anarchism. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's basically just accept that governments are going to exist, and you know, risk your life ignoring them when something comes along that's important enough. Well, I think that the best way of ignoring them is to start by ignoring what isn't going to risk your life to do so. Uh, true, but there's no law so trivial that the police won't kill you about it. There is that. We are out of time. I want to say thank you to all our callers. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you, nobody, for joining me on this 26th episode yeah. of Beard Talk Live. Are you guys familiar with uh, an artist, a music guy called Tom McDonald? Mm-mm. So this, he's been around for some time. I've never heard of him. He's not my style. But I ran across this video and I thought, oh, you know, okay, it's called The System. And that's how we're going to leave you here. 
uh, at Beard Talk Live tonight. Again, thank you to everybody. We appreciate you. We're going to roll this. Welcome to the world, baby boy. I'll paint you red and white and blue. The indoctrination starts as soon as you come out the womb. Pretty quick, we'll make you stupid with curriculums at school. And if the classroom doesn't do the trick, we'll make you watch the news. Pick your team, right or left. Pick the red pill or the blue. You can vote, but even if you win, still everyone will lose. Don't forget to buy designer because Gucci makes you cool. We prioritize material belongings over truth. Get a job that you can't stand so you can buy some cans of food. Go overseas and die for freedom. There's some oil we can use. Our democracy exists so that you think that you can choose. But our algorithms make you do what we want you to do what's the problem you're depressed society has you confused we got medication for you that you'll probably abuse don't get married to a lady who also don't have a clue and pump out a few babies that are just the same as you welcome to the system everyone's a victim doesn't matter if you're black or white it hates you all here inside the system violence is a symptom fighting for what's right but somehow everyone is wrong welcome to the system everyone's a victim doesn't matter if you're black or white it hates you all here inside the system violence is a symptom fighting for what's right but somehow everyone is wrong Welcome to the world, baby girl, I'll paint you pink if that's okay We'll encourage self-destruction through the music that you play We divided all the men by trying politics and race And honestly, it's working awesome, so for you, we'll do the same Never teaching you to love yourself, inject you full of hate Objectify your sexuality, then blame you for the rape And weaponize the differences that make our men and women great And just to screw with you, erase the genders Everyone's the same We'll empower you with rights to vote and fight for equal pay Then have the men turn into women and you'll fight for them again But you thought you had it figured out, but everything has changed Welcome to the system Please enjoy your stay. Here's a Bible and a bottle of the cheapest booze we make. Find a man who can take care of you to fill the holes we made. Buy a house and settle down, fulfill your duty, procreate, and make a couple babies who will also do the same. Welcome to the system, everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, it hates you all. Here inside the system, violence is a symptom. Fighting for what's right, but somehow everyone is wrong. Welcome to the system, everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, it hates you all. Here inside the system, violence is a symptom. Fighting for what's right, but somehow everyone is wrong. Welcome to the world, everybody. I'ma paint you black and white. I'ma make you hate each other so that everyone will fight. I'ma give you our religion, let the righteous find the light. But I will also give you science to oppose the word of Christ. And I'ma give you borders, they're imaginary lines. If you cross them, go to war and win when everybody dies. And I'ma give you money that you'll value more than life. And let the 1% have everything while you fight to survive. And then I'll give you politics, I'll call it left and right. And while you divide yourselves, I will conquer both the sides. Can't you see? I'm the system, my whole purpose is divide. What you choose will never matter because everything is mine. Welcome to the system, everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, it hates you all. Here inside the system, violence is a symptom. Fighting for what's right, but somehow everyone is wrong. Welcome to the system, everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, it hates you all. Here inside the system, violence is a symptom. Fighting for what's right, but somehow everyone is wrong. Welcome to the system, everyone's a victim. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, it hates you all. Here inside the system, violence is a symptom. Fighting for what's right, but somehow everyone is wrong. Um...